0: Oh my god, it's Hotline League, and it's post-finals, and things happened, and we're going to talk about them. It's going to be the most epic, amazing show since last Saturday when we did the show on stage, and then there's an audience for half of it. Let's see, my my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman is here. How's it going, Mark?
1: It's going good, man. I just watched uh, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. One of those shows is good. One of them is a show uh, that costs roughly a billion dollars.
0: I definitely I have got. enjoyed the first episode. I we I'm I'm gonna watch it on stream as a sponsored thing after. So maybe maybe we be. Coy Which about one it. am I But not I flaming. definitely enjoyed the first episode of Rings of Power more than I enjoyed the first two of House of the Dragon. Let me put it put it that way.
1: You're on crack cocaine.
0: Maybe we can talk about it later, but um maybe not on the show. But I definitely if we get for the same reasons that we talked about House of the Dragon last week. It's literally just. There's no mystery or magic left in that show. It's literally just like, who's going to kill who? Oh, my there's, God.
1: There's nothing at all in Rings of Power.
0: I disagree. Anyway, you just fucking let's talk to our guys, th- guys, guys. guest <laughs> for the show, He's which is characters. none other than the head coach of the Summer 2022 Championship Team and the eighth-round draft pick, for top and top lane for 100 Thieves, Maxwell Kazan Waldo.
2: Thank you, Travis, for the introduction. Yes. I was going to ask you why you thought that that was the, the best picture to use of me um, on your introduction on Twitter. Um, it's because
0: but, when you search Max Waldo on Google image searches, is there's that not the very first image that comes up? It's one of the first that pop up, um, you,
1: you don't understand the Travis meta is to always take an old or outdated picture of the person that is mm-hmm. appearing on the show. So yeah, this yes. is just the meta.
0: And then, and then you get more engagement that way. Uh, like you probably would not have interacted with that tweet, but then you said something like really or something. I forget what it was, but, uh, Oh, uh, they I replied to it. I get no, you, did.
1: you, you did. Um, I did. Oh, yes. oops. Your social media manager replied for you, I guess.
0: Oops! Oh, is that what <laughs> happened? Do you have a social media manager? Is your entire use, well, online persona? You just wrote, "Dude."
1: Oh, I, you mean Portillo wrote, "Dude." Portillo
2: right, wrote, "Right dude? now, <laughs> right now."
0: No, no, oh, no. like earlier. I, in reply, I put it in the Twitch chat uh, so everybody could see that I'm not um, a liar. So apparently, I believe you. You're a fraud. Okay. Um, now that we've established your Fraudulence. I uh, want to shout out Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. But let's get into how things are going for you, Max. How was the, uh, the whole journey to the finals and how was the weekend besides lifting the trophy?
2: Hmm. All right. We uh, arrived Thursday. Um, and I think we had scrims scheduled Friday and Saturday. But Thursday was supposed to be just a whole travel day. And we scrimmed like up until that point in the week. Uh, So we actually didn't do a whole lot for the first couple of days because on Friday uh, We decided it was better to not scrim either of the the finals teams Uh, So we cancelled scrims on Friday and then on Saturday we just scrimmed uh, like an amateur team Uh, So we really didn't play that much League of Legends in Chicago Uh, Like show up Thursday, don't play Friday, don't play Saturday, scrim an amateur team Sunday, play uh, what, 80 minutes? and trophy. <laughs> was so,
0: it was it even 80 minutes? I feel like it was even less than that. Um but might have been about 80, yeah.
1: Someone told me it was 82 minutes. Yeah. Um, it was the second fastest finals ever.
2: And what was short. the fastest finals ever? The fastest finals uh, ever was in spring of this year, yep, right? When it was e. Geniuses against 100 Thieves.
1: 100 Thieves has been a part all four of their finals have been a part of the four fastest finals of all time. Mm. They had they're now number one and number two in losses. The third fastest final, they won over Team Liquid. The fourth fastest, they lost to Team Liquid in 2018. If if they're in the finals, you know it's gonna suck, one way <laughs> or another. It's an
0: interesting way of putting it. Um, okay. So and then you won. Uh, there's a very there's a still image that, uh, LS I think tweeted, that is uh, you looking very triumphant. So what what was the sort of moment of of winning that uh, that game or that match? Because it was funny talking to Berserker. It took a little bit, I think, for it to set in for him because he was saying that, like, he's like, oh, I guess we just won like in three games super quick. So I don't know if you felt the same way or I don't know. Did it feel because it's it's funny to hear that it felt even anticlimactic in some way for the players that were on the stage. Right. So I'm curious what it was like for you.
2: Yeah, it, it's tro- it was anticlimactic but I, I don't I don't like using the word anticlimactic even uh, I would just say that because in the finals we weren't that nervous we went in like pretty confident and like focused on what we needed to do uh, that excitement or like nervousness was kind of low so when you win it's not like you get like really excited the moment that you win um, because of the whole way going through it you're just not that excited or nervous yeah uh, so, because things are, like, going according to plan, because things are going steady, uh, it wouldn't make sense for us to have this huge, like, uh, pop-off celebration. Like, things were so close and tense when uh, they they weren't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Well, Mark, I don't know if you have questions uh, for Max before we get into calls, but maybe uh, we can do, like, a preliminary conversation.
1: Sure. Uh, I have a lot of questions, but so I don't want to cannibalize viewers too hard. Um, but I just, like personally for you how has this year been because like it was obviously an up and down year and uh i think there there's a conversation we had about fair weather fans (laughs) and whatnot uh how how has it just been been for you though like uh you know kind of coming in middle of spring that roster and like everything was kind of spurned by a lot of fans and stuff for a little bit and then like middle of spring is a
0: generous way of saying uh like two (laughs) weeks into the
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that it was a uh, up and down year, and suddenly all the fans are like, "Yeah, we always love Cloud Nine, guys." It yeah, was funny because yeah. I I pulled a, a graphic that said like, you know, that referenced the fact that LS was uh, released in, in week three, and it got booed in the stadium. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's it's been a weird year.
2: Yeah, I, I guess it's uh the the public opinion is not so consistent in that way, right? Like Cloud Nine wins, and then. They're like yeah i always believed every second i i knew i believed in them um <laughs> uh, but it might be the same people saying that like Colin is a horrible organization you know like three months ago um uh, my answer for me like what helped me um uh, just like perform the best and focus on like what i had to do uh was to mostly and in, in as many ways as i could uh stop looking at social media positive or negative uh so so the same thing went for like when I uh, when we won finals. I, I did go on Twitter to tweet uh, thank you for supporting the players and almost in response to the February tweet uh, like please continue to support the players. Uh, but then other than that, I've tried to stay off social media uh, like just as uh, just as as much viciously as viciously as I was uh, staying off it like months ago because the same way that it didn't help me make better decisions when. There was a lot of negativity. It's not going to help me make better decisions now just because it's positive. Uh, so I, I determined it, it wasn't very helpful to look so much on social media or to be so involved in it.
1: Yeah. So what do you do with your non-social media time then? So there's obviously a lot of scrims and VOD review and systems management. What's What's Max Waldo do to unwind if not doom scroll Twitter?
2: Uh, you play games. So I'll play League of Legends or I'll play. Pokemon. Um, I'll just try to like relax and decompress and think about the things that happen in a day and think about the things I have to do tomorrow. Uh, the C9's helped me like uh, section my day out into like some pretty rigid hours. Um, so I'll wake up at 7 and I'll get ready for my meeting at 9 uh, and then we'll have work like, workout at 10 and then we'll eat at 11, scrims from 12 to 5 uh, and then there'll be sometimes meetings after scrims and we'll go to like 6 or 7. Normally I'm done with work by the time we get to like 7 or 8 p.m. Uh, And I try to go to sleep at 11, so I have like uh, three or four, uh, pretty comfortably, three or four hours where I can uh, do whatever I want. I can play a game of League of Legends, I can play Ornn for a couple hours, I can um, play Pokemon, focus on something else, so that I go into the next day uh, like totally prepared and and not like carrying a bunch of stress, but um, It seems like when I was like scrolling through Twitter It was just adding on to like the, the next thing that I had to do. It was just adding weight and adding more stress Oh, yeah. oh no! I thought something bad happened. It's all right. Oh no, no you're, you're good. good. No, you're I th- good. I thought you're my mic good. fucked
0: up. No, no, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. Um, um,
1: okay. All right. So then, which, what name? Give up. What are all of your players as Pokemon, top to bottom? If Pokemon's oh, your, your shit. hobby. This
2: question's so hard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Limited, well, while you're thinking to about that,
1: 150 because I'm a boomer and anything else. Well, is while you're troll. thinking
0: about that, let's maybe we'll come <laughs> back to it. Maybe we won't. Mark. How was your weekend uh, for being in Chicago, being at finals, et cetera, et cetera? Because maybe we can talk a little bit about the event itself before we take calls.
1: All right. Well, he thinks uh, I had a pretty good time. Um, Not any major issues on my end. Uh, I didn't eat deep dish pizza. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat portillo's or whatever it's called. I didn't eat anything special. Um, I went out twice, I guess, total. Otherwise, mostly stuck to the hotel uh i heard there were some problems with fan fest um both days a little bit but other than that i think the event seemed to go well Um, i was gonna
0: say other than the fan fest well here's what i'll say for for me personally for me personally this is the best finals weekend i can remember from a personal experience standpoint like it actually it houston was a really nice appetizer to this but being in another virtually sold out arena that had like the full in the round Experience was incredible. I thought the opening ceremony was probably the best that they've had uh, for LCS at least, and as long as I can remember. Um, doing live hotline league is always great. Uh, I saw there were so many people that I hadn't seen in a very long time. You know, people came out for Houston, but for uh, this, there were just a ton of people hanging out up there. Divers came up to me as, as soon as I got in on Saturday into the um, arena and was talking to me for a while. It was super cool to see him. and. It, he was even like, oh, yeah, you know, being back, it's a little emotional. And so that was kind of like the precursor to seeing uh, his his sort of emotion pour out whenever he was walking out. The the Saturday thing where you got to see all the old pros walk out was, I thought, it was very meaningful to me, at least. And I love seeing Bjergson and Peter hold the trophy together. Whoever made the decision to have them do that together and walk out together, I thought. That was, was Fionn. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. he
1: tweeted about it. Yeah, he said that he made that suggestion a couple months ago, and then yeah. it actually happened.
0: No, that was that was brilliant. I thought that was super, super smart because their their stories are so intertwined, and like I think people argue back and forth about which one is the greatest of all time. So I just think, um, I just think overall, it was really great. And then I really enjoyed. It was super fun because on. Sunday morning I got this random dm from somebody at riot a really cool person who was like hey We're asking everybody for their predictions to put on broadcast And I'd never been asked before my none of my predictions have ever been shown on broadcast or whatever and so then I I was just like, you know what? I bet you anything after all of the best of fours and fives that this is gonna be a 30 for c9 and so I threw that out there and I was the only one on the from all the analyst desk and uh and all the influencers, I later on found out, and co-streamers, I later on found out Captain Flowers, I guess, also put it, but it was really cool. He only does um, three O's. To to get right, to get it right. And then whenever the, I didn't, I don't think it got too much attention, but whenever C9 came in for the press conference, they were all like cheering me and, uh, and saying, Travis Gafford, the only man who believed in the three O or whatever, it was fun to see <laughs> the players had noticed it. And Jensen came up to me later and was talking to me about it later on in the evening. Um, so it just overall like there were so many great moments for that I experienced at that event that I just absolutely loved it. I thought the crowd was great. I thought everything was super cool So I I it was the best I have felt about any any league event in many, many 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 years So I had a great time. I had a great time was how was it for you max? Did you enjoy yourself or was it kind of a letdown?
2: I, I like the Midwest <laughs> Uh, I'm I am I mean, I was supposed so. to
0: make a joke about you lifting a trophy, but uh...
2: <laughs> oh, I just like Chicago. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, No j- just great. even just walking around the city. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then other than that, like, it, it was all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> N- nothing, nothing too special. But like the Chicago, it rained. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. Which is funny because apparently it was raining back in LA too. But oh, um, all right, well. There's a lot to talk about on the show. Mark is probably, it looks like he's already starting to pull some people. But of the things to talk about, we obviously have uh, this, we, well, we got MVP to, that got announced. We have the whole yeah. weekend, all the finals. We have uh, Team Liquid World's basically announced. Oh, yeah, World's Draw, which I think, I, I'd love to talk about World's Draw within the context of maybe C9 and stuff. But I don't think we want to start getting into... We've got, like, multiple weeks ahead of us where nothing's going to be happening. So maybe next week... I will do week...
1: format stuff, this one, but I, I the two takes I've pulled so far around Worlds are about, like, NA and, like, chances, not about... Yeah, yeah. Broader. We'll talk
0: about groups and all that stuff later on because we're going to have weeks to, to be able to get in on to all that stuff, so...
1: Well, I just said that's what I pulled.
0: Well, I... I don't want to dive in on... If, if you've pulled already a couple, sure. Hopefully they are within the context of like C9 or something like that. Because yeah, what are we going to talk about for the next three weeks, Mark, if uh, we're talking about World Can You just repeat right
1: topics, now? dude. What do you want?
0: OK, great. Thanks. Um, the Play-in's content master, a, like, Mark Zimmerman, over here. I praise him. Playing
1: starts in two weeks, dude. Uh,
0: three. Or no, I guess two. I guess two. But I'm whatever sure we got means we have two more shows before playing starts. So that's four hours of content we have to figure out. Um, it's anyway, uh, we also have Team Liquid announcing that they're done with the Super Team meta, which I think will have pretty big ramifications. Um, some rumors already coming out. Santorin saying that he's not retiring, which is great to see. Um, so yeah, I think there's Hans a whole is lot
1: Hans coming. is leaving.
0: Is that official?
1: No, but it's rumored and probably yes. true. Yes, given I, the Team Liquid statement.
0: I. I will put something out there right now which is a, a this is just a prediction, okay? It's not a report or anything like that. But I don't think that we will see Core and Bjerg on the same team next year. Uh because I I I've heard that like some of the dysfunction on TL just came from like very different viewpoints. Not that they hated each other or anything like that, but they just view the game very differently and so as we I guess want to start talking about TL rumors and all that stuff, I I would not expect to see both of them on the same team. I don't know what that means for TL, but that would be my surprise. Uh, not my surprise, my expectation. Um, so, just figured I would throw that out there. Anyway, um, Oh, Wulu reported. Rulu reported Hans may be leaving TL. So, there we go. Um, somebody says, Travis Gaffer reported Kor and Bjerg have a blood feud. I don't think that's accurate. Okay. Um... Should we get into callers,
1: Mark and Max? Yes. Okay. We have a lot of new callers today, which is cool. Seeing a lot of the green plants in chat. That means Max Waldo has significant draw. Yeah. These are all cool. awesome. These are so I made all, sure to avoid all those people because I don't trust them. Yes, exactly. Uh they're all
0: hardcore LS stands that are coming here to rip Max Waldo apart. Um No, they'll okay. be nice. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so Mark is off grabbing the first caller. Thank you to some folks who have subbed Uh, Mad Fishy, Atypical Timber, Tan of Beast, Cath Brawl, uh, Lindsey Kinsey, who gifted a sub, Max Drixton, No Foolin, Top Notch Squatch, Seaman Demon, uh, Little Oh, Seaman Demon for one year. Also, Seaman Demon, uh, I guess Mark threw a Crabbers, Blabbers Crabbers shirt at, at them since that's why they subbed. You do you know this Mark that you you apparently you threw a shirt, your your blabbers yeah. crabbers shirt at Seaman Demon and he, yeah, s- promised a sub because of it. That's very cool. Um, uh, right. I
1: don't remember the sub part. I just remember he DM'd me and I'm like, oh, I know Seaman Demon. Sure, I'll throw it at him.
0: Yeah, Double G is here. Double G, where are you calling from?
3: Uh, Houston, Texas.
0: Houston, Texas. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Uh, so. It's a little bit of a two-parter. My first thing is I called in a couple weeks ago after C9 beat EG, and I said that if they kept playing the way they did against EG, they'd be favorites to win the split. And uh, lo and behold, they won the split. So uh, doing a little bit of a victory lap here. Uh, but my real meat of my take here is that uh, I think that after we've seen Cloud9 go through the entire playoffs, uh, i think that they have a real shot of making a deep run at worlds i know that they've gotten a a t1 and edg group uh but cloud9 is a team that has defied expectations every year and i think that with this roster every single player on this roster has world experience except berserker and they've all had incredible international performances uh fudge has was probably our best international player last year. Uh, Blabber, he's been looking great on the international stage for years. Jensen, I don't really need to say anything about that. And Zven is, what, a, a seven-year veteran. He's, he's, you know, played international since 2015. So nothing really to say about him. I think he can handle the pressure. So I think that if Berserker is able to keep up his performance that he did in NA, I think that it's really hard to see any weak link on Cloud9 right now, and I think that they can really make an impact at Worlds, even if they have a difficult group.
0: All right, so we're starting off the show already predicting C9 deep run at Worlds. All right. As always, we'll do the classic he question, which this. is...
1: He earned this by coming on and calling the C9 victory. Define... When we doubted. We define both doubted.
0: deep run. Every time we get to Worlds, everybody always wants to say, they'll go far, or they'll do really well, and we always have to then get a yeah. definition for what that is.
3: So, I mean, I think even getting out of groups with a potential SKT, uh, EDG, and Fnatic group is already an incredible run but i think if they are able to get out of this group they're going to make semifinals so i think semifinals should be what cod9s able to do and i think they could depending on you know it all depends on how the the draw comes out for uh, quarters Pl- and plain. stuff oh, but yeah. they could even make finals if it's they're not running into like G in semis
0: okay so C nine. the The take is, C nine can make finals if they dodge Gen G and semis. What about Max. having to dodge them in quarters? Do you think that Gen G, which which why why won't they? It just to dodge means them in, that
2: their side of the bracket completely.
0: For oh sure. yeah yeah okay okay
2: yeah. Uh, what do I think? Uh, uh. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Do, like I don't know how everyone else knows what's gonna happen. I have no. Fucking clue. Like last year, so much stuff didn't make any sense at Worlds. Like we had this joke after we lost like nine games in a row against RNG. We beat them once, and we we're like, no one beats Cloud Nine ten times in a row in scrims. Uh, <laughs> and then we beat them on stage. Uh, we had that <laughs> win against RNG. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think RNG thought we were gonna beat them? Like we didn't. I don't know who thought we were just gonna like who woke up in the morning like they're fucked. We got them today. <laughs> um, and then we did. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going to happen, and I, I I think I said this in, in my interview. That I have a D gone after after finals. Is that um, I don't I don't even think so hard about like what's going to happen so hard so much in the future. And sometimes I, I think too much about what happened in the past too. And I think doing either of these things like gets me stuck in what might happen or what has already happened. Uh, but for me, I just try to think about like what's gonna happen today or tomorrow because uh, it's so hard to like nail down uh, like outcomes like this I just have no clue at all what's gonna happen in what order
4: okay uh,
0: so you don't know but so, you want to uh, talk uh, about past. you don't want to talk about the past or the present or past or future so let's talk mm-hmm. about the present do you cool. think that this that c9 currently in the present is internationally competitive with top teams from other major regions?
2: Um, without playing against any of them, yes. Okay. Uh, but with that in mind, right? That yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah, yeah,
0: you don't have the context that. yet, yeah.
2: Yeah with, yeah, with no context, yeah, I think we're competitive. You, we haven't were competitive gone last nine...
1: year. you haven't gone one and nine versus them in scrims yet, so you can yeah. see. Yeah,
2: yeah. Without the context, I think the argument's better. than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I think we're competitive for sure. So here's uh, one just, thing...
1: Oh, sorry, finish up,
2: sorry. I, I was just going to say, I, I just, like... It's so hard to predict outcomes. Uh, like, we can be competitive and then look like, right, TS7 goes 6 or we can be competitive and beat everybody. Uh, like, being competitive just means that it'll probably be close, and I think it will, yeah.
1: One thing that uh, Double G said that I do kind of agree with is that um, there doesn't feel like a weak point on the team right now. There's been times where teams have had champions... Um, and you have a feeling like, oh, the top lane isn't really going to be able to play the carry matchups versus the other top talent when they get there, or you know, your mid laner is not really going to be doing the the matchups well, or, or whatever. Like any any position has had that. If there was one, it might be Zven if it turns into like an engage heavy meta because mm. we just haven't seen a minute like that would probably be the the most identifiable weakness on Cloud9. Um, but if the meta doesn't change that much and it, it's not really That much of a concern. So, in that sense, I think Double G does make a good point that this C nine lineup, when you guys made your playoff run, I said it as well. It felt like you guys have the best player in pretty much every position, top to bottom, right now, Um, Mm. which is not always the case. Do we have a feels good?
0: Do we have a Berserker take at all later on, Mark? Because I have a a question.
1: Uh, I can find one there. People. No, no, no. I want to.
0: I want to ask a question. I just want making sure that we. I wasn't going to dodge into this, but. It feels like there a uh, a pretty common sentiment is, uh, C nine was heavily helped by this being a very ADC centric meta and that Berserker playing in it like it was it was very good for Cloud nine. Um, with Zeri nerfs and stuff like that coming, is there any concern that I like I, I just the curiosity is like do we think that the meta will shift away that Berserker won't be able to have the impact at Worlds as perhaps he can have right now
2: uh maybe if the whole ad carry meta changes but like just zary i don't think does that uh, i mean right now ad carries in general like when you pair them with enchanters are really strong um uh, so i don't think that's specific to zary alone um uh, and cloudline plays a lot of different ad carries that a lot of other teams like weren't playing in playoffs um uh, we were playing teams like twitch and nyla as well uh, and it was like off of yumi i think yumi was like the uh, a big connecting piece for us enchanters are a big connecting piece uh so I, I i like what mark said that if the if the support meta changes to like engage supports this will be something that we're accounting for that will be really focused on improving uh, because a lot of our success has been like uh in an ad carry focused meta with enchanters and engaged junglers uh, so if that if that sort of structure changes uh, we'll be very aware of that, and that'll be something that we're focused on improving.
0: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right. Mark, is uh, Max won't, won't commit, but do you think C9 can make a deep run at Worlds?
1: Well, what Max said is true. You never know what's going to happen. There's been two groups where I'm like, C9 is fucked. Last year, and they get out. In 2018, and they got out. So um, here's what I'll say. C9 is fucked.
2: <laughs> thank you mark
1: yeah i i like your shirt somebody
0: asked me <laughs> somebody asked me what i thought like i think at the event or something like that they're like what are what do i think chances are for NA at worlds and i think my answer was just like with this fucking format who knows like it feels so often like it just comes down to um you know luck or how you high roll on a specific day because there's so few games that like I'm just, you know, the amount of times that NAs may gone 3-3 three and three and then lost the tiebreaker, it's like, it's so common. And so it just makes it, in my opinion, really tough to ever say, like, one I mean, way or the other, which is, is kind of what you were saying, Max. But I just, like, for me, I think a huge part of that uncertainty just comes from a meta that does not do a really great job of delineating very close, well, closely competitive teams.
1: The, the metas has been weird, but that's more than anything than other places, though. It is a little shaky, but, like, even, world, like, Max talking about their scrims during MSI and then finding stage wins. Fucking FPX, is on that team, and he's like, yeah, we're crushing people. 90% chance we're good and we're in the clear, and then they don't get out of groups, you know? Like, anything can happen. Uh, yeah. So, like Blabber said in Twitch chat, they're going to win worlds. So
5: Thank
0: you, Bob. Wait, did Blabber say, where, where is he? I didn't and he knows.
1: Blaber actually
0: knows I need to, I need yeah. to find him so that I can give him mod or something I don't know where he's i, think hiding I
1: can I mod him I don't, I don't think so. I have that power uh, you no, might I, be able to I be can IPM. block him you might be you able want to, me to be block IPM. him
0: uh, okay anyway <laughs> thank you so much double G for the call anything you want to follow up on before I give you your shout out moment
3: uh I hope you guys have a take on this later but Honestly, fuck the world's format. I think group (laughs) stage is awful. We need double a limb and I think that there needs to be huge changes for riots international approach It's just honestly pathetic. We only have two International events every year. I know I'm hoping or huffing a lot of copium and hopium with the con I take but I'm still optimistic. So uh,
0: so here's here's my here's my You know, I've been very optimistic about Riot lately. However, I will say people were so angry about this format last year and they ran it back and they never gave any excuse for why they're running it back or like, oh, don't worry, we're changing it in 2023 or anything like that. So my new thought is hashtag fuck the format. So if you're going to tweet hashtag worlds right after it, tweet hashtag fuck the format because I feel like we need to bully Riot into actually changing the format. Mark? Uh, trying to get his head out of the screen. Um, so current, that means the current TGI hashtags are hashtag LCS is thriving and hashtag fuck the format. Okay. Thank you, double G anything you want to shout out.
2: Oh, I had, I had an extra thing. I wanted to ask him, I, I wanted to ask about oh, uh, sure. the, the world's finals match. Um, yeah. If there's like double a limb, if there should be, let, let's say if there is double a limb, right. And you have a, a winner side and loser side um, in finals. Should the format of, of, world finals the that match do you think that should be any different um and do you think like the winner side should have some sort of advantage Uh, other than just side selection
3: yeah no i've been saying this for lcs finals as well i think that it needs to be shifted to a best of seven with the winner getting a one uh game lead because the only thing that that really changes is that it potentially increases the game uh potential just by one so you really only have to account for an extra potential hour uh, if the winner gets that extra game. So I think that it's probably the best format, and it still rewards the winner for coming in on the winner's bracket. But it doesn't leave the loser to be completely unable to win the series.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I haven't heard this idea before that it could be a best of seven. But you already have a match from winners, so the winner side would just have to win three. Like, it would be a best of five from the, the winner's approach, right? But uh, but actually, you could lose three games and win three and win. So from winner's side, you only need like a 50% win rate. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I would have to think about and this if, more. You're,
3: if you're coming in with beating the best teams on the winner's bracket, then I think that mm-hmm. you do deserve that advantage. That's just my take. I'm sure everyone else has a, a, their own take, but that's that's how I think it should be.
2: Yeah, like I, I don't think this would be possible. But like the most exciting idea I ever thought of was uh, the winner side team uh, has to be actually beaten twice. Uh, so the losers bracket team, if they win, they would play on Monday. <laughs> they would play the next day. But I don't think that could happen. I think the the amount of production that that would have to take to go into a Monday championship Monday. I mean, I how no do you clue. sell Did tickets to that? Possible? Like
0: it's not, it's not, it's not very practical. Okay. Yeah. Double G, any shout outs
3: uh shout out of course to you travis uh i loved your in-person hotline league i wasn't able to attend in chicago but i was watching it all so uh i think that was great i really want to shout out uh max and all of the cloud nine folk uh you guys got so much shit in spring and i think it was entirely unjustified so thank you so much for your tenacity and keeping it up and uh go NA at worlds. You know, I, I want to see EG hundred thieves and cloud nine all succeed. So also last shout out alienware, and Grubhub. uh, Travis, you do great with your sponsors. So thank you guys very much.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. Arsh, please stop saying that I'm confirming things on Twitter. I was saying I had heard they disagreed. This is not like me officially reporting. Like I have it from multiple sources that they hate each other. Um, Oh, Arsh has just said in chat he's not even listening to the audio, so that's probably why he's he's quoting (laughs) me on Twitter. Okay, uh, thank you to TurtleMatey for the two years, Uh, D.Fitch, Ventus, oh, at two, thank you, Ventus, X.Rico, Gravity Music, uh, St. Louis Slayer for 50 months, 5-0, 5-0. Donut 533, blah, blah, blah. And Flick Nickum, We've got Griffin Wing here. Griffin, where are you calling from?
6: You're calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix,
0: Arizona. I'm going to turn you up because you're a little quiet. Uh, What do you want to talk about on the show?
6: Oh, boy. So my take is I don't think any Western teams are going to make it out of groups. NA or EU.
0: Okay. Getting all the world stuff out of the way right now. No NA or EU teams make it out. Who does make it out?
6: All right, so... I'm going to also run through my plans, because that's kind of important. Obviously, DRX and RNG are going to smash Group 2, no question. And then, for Group 1, it's probably for either more than likely going to be Fnatic and EG. And let me double check. Although, however, I do think uh, maybe Beyond our Detonation, Focus Me can squeeze in if either EG or Fnatic um, shit the bed. Just depends, but I'm leaning towards those two. So, which means. Can, you, get, can DRX, you also
0: get a little closer to your mic? Sorry, and maybe speak a little louder, yeah. kind of quiet. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah.
6: So, so, yeah, DRX would automatically go to C, and then RNG into D, EG into B, and then Fnatic into A. So, looking at group A, I got, this is going to take forever. Um, EDG and T1. I just think that the, the Korean Chinese scenes are just on a much higher level. The, the Chinese scenes, in particular. And then. uh going to the other one gdg and you I got quiet got again the other two. stop I, stop whispering i'm not whispering talk louder sorry <laughs> i am um yeah, do you want me to just hit the, every single group of my opinions
0: I know. No. I just want you to, to say if you think it's like all Korean, all Chinese teams or something like that. Oh,
6: yeah,
1: pretty yeah, pretty much. Okay. You, you think all Western teams are fucked. EU sucks all Western too, right? teams
0: are screwed and it's only Korean and Chinese teams. We got a full quarterfinals full of LCK and LPL teams. I believe so. And why do you think that? You just think the West sucks?
6: No, it's just I think they're fine... It's just, I just think the Western teams, the Eastern teams are just on a much higher level from the games that I have seen. Especially, I watched most of the playoffs from both sides. And it, it's this is very much the eye test, essentially.
0: Oh, gotcha. God. So you watch all the playoffs and you think the West sucks and the East is good.
2: Um,
6: <laughs> okay. So many words. It's just what, skill gap.
2: Did you see it differently last year?
6: Uh, a little bit. That was actually, um, hard to tell. I barely remember the games back then. Um,
2: yeah, because I would just wonder, Like, I, it sounds <laughs> like you might have came in with the
6: same take last year. No, uh, this is my first time. I wasn't even listening to this podcast well, last I, year. I, I think
1: he means specifically that this has been a long-held sentiment that all the Eastern teams are better than all the Western teams, and then like inevitably that doesn't
6: quite happen. So predicting which one's gonna choke might be hard. Mm. Yeah, I will say I can totally see one of those Westerns. Like, I'm not gonna die on this hill. I would like for one of them to to go through, but and it's entirely possible for one of these Eastern teams to just pull an FPX from last year. That's totally possible.
0: All right, let's speed run this just, call. It,
6: um, that, that's just hard to predict.
0: Mark, you pulled this. So what do you think is are is the West fucked?
1: No. <laughs> Why? Because the East sucks. Okay. RNG is a four seed. Keck W. Great analysis. I love the show. I love the MSI show <laughs> terrible. I mean, I'm trying.
0: I'm trying, Max. Max, thought, any, any thoughts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so far, the interactions have been the West, they can't do it. They suck. And then Mark. They will do it because the East sucks. <laughs> yeah, but can you deny my facts or logic? That- uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to what Blabber said. Um, in that, cloud 9 is going to win Worlds. Um, I can pretty confidently say that, and I think out of everyone who spoke so far, he's the most credible um, to be able That's to true. say that. He's actually going to be responsible for the win. So uh, I think we're we're favored right now, to win. Fantastic. Okay, uh, so first real take. Hold on, wait, 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 Mark. Wait, you wait. already, already said just... your
0: bit. You said you already do. Tra-
1: Travis is bored because it's a world's call. I'm not bored, cause it's a I'm world's bored call. because it's. I'm bored because I've done eleven
0: years of hearing people say well, the West is sucks sucks and the East is really good and no Western team will make it out and they always well, get out. And we call this. We pulled this as, as the second take life. after a forever. like rocket forever. LCS finals forever. So what do you want? Say until it. the
1: end of time you'll be hearing the east is better than the west Here, here's the deal RNG is actually scary as a 4 seed uh, LNG was not great last year who was the one in 2020 who like fucking almost lost in play-ins uh, <laughs> LGD yeah LNG was better than LGD and RNG is better than either of them. fucking NG names all of them LGD, RNG anyways the point is this is a time to be legitimately scared I'd say um, but I also feel like uh, we're sending decent teams this time as well. I think EG is hard to judge with like the change that they just made, but I don't think that they're like ceilinged any, in any way, and they still pushed hundred thieves to five games. CN we just talked about being good, so I don't know. I'm not doomered, despite the fact that I I, res- I respect the Eastern teams this year. I'm not doomered about it. I don't think Korea is the you know turbo insane. Gen G is clearly the best team out of there. T one very good, you know. DRX, all of them have talent, but like I don't think they're. It's beyond the possibility that like an EU or L- NA team can get out over some of the those other teams.
0: No, I mean, look the results so far in all the playoffs are not over the results, but a lot of the games throughout all playoffs and all the different major regions have gone have had really weird games where a lot of things go to best of five. I feel like that means that there's a lot of variance. There's not going to be very much scrimming this year in comparison to normal and scrimming will probably look kind of funky compared to normal. So I feel like that's gonna be a thing. It is in North America, which is not been it's you know, it's been in Asia the last couple of well, I guess it was in uh technically Europe last year, but whatever. Um so I just don't I think and the fort hashtag fuck the format. Like you end up with really weird things in this format because people end up one tiebreaker away from getting out. So uh we have no idea what's gonna happen. Griffin Wing, thank you so much for the call. Sorry if I <laughs> Yelled at you. I didn't mean to. Um, I mean, I, I did mean I, I to, but I.
6: I don't want to have this opinion, but I
1: just, I just think that somebody it's has not, to. It's not worlds if someone doesn't call in and say, "Na bad upvotes left." Yes. Someone's Got to do it. Every <laughs> Anything year. you want
0: to shout out? Oh, Griffin Wing. Uh,
6: yeah, just a couple. of The YouTube channels, uh, Onivia and Skills uh, Epic Skill Shunt for uploading vods for the other regions. that we keep up uh shout out my group of my basically my group of friends i play league with ivan cammy paradox and mini shauna even though she feeds our games and uh and a big shout out to you max uh as a salty hundred thieves fan congratulations honestly Ooh, thank
2: you <laughs> i also like those youtube channels
6: Yep. i would like to support them
0: thank you to Griffin Wing for the call and we'll catch you next time
6: all right thanks guys
0: all right, we're going to take a quick sponsor break to talk about Alienware. We love Alienware. I know I've talked about this before, but uh, they are currently... Uh, well, we have a, a cool thing that we do where if you purchase something through Alienware.com slash Travis and you live in the U.S., it's unfortunately left limited to the U.S. stuff because of how they're set up right now, but um, we a portion of that will go to help fund Travis Gafford Industries, which is great because I just had to drop so much money on buying tickets for mark zimmerman for group stage last uh last week i'm paying you back for my credit card is is hurting we'll figure it out i know i i want you to be able to there's a you'll you'll need to be doing stuff if we end up doing you want to be able to
1: hang it over my head i got you
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly um no i already have my c9 prediction my finals prediction for that regardless uh check out aliver.com slash travis also look at mark's really great headset isn't that thing really cool looking i think it's pretty cool looking did you know it's wireless so he can sit here and then he can unplug his cable and walk around he's like completely free to do whatever he needs to do in his apartment he's gonna go say hello to his girlfriend and get his water bottle i guess so either way thank you so much to alienware um it like i don't ever want to sound repetitive on this stuff like i just went to uh to chicago and it was really expensive as travel often is, and Alienware makes that type of stuff possible. There's a There was, quite frankly, not very much media in that press room, um, and esports media kind of dropping like flies these days. So I appreciate Alienware keeping me afloat, and I hope all of you guys do too, because I'm trying my best to create good content for you guys, and if it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be able to. So thank you guys for the support, um, and thank you for supporting Alienware. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller Thank you cool. to ProStar for one year Easy Stay Safe Dark, Dak Jamkin and Takuchi thank you everybody How you doing Max did you figure out your Pokemon yet
2: Oh I've been writing down the like, Categories so like I, I have like One or two Pokemon uh, For like every player now Okay. Good. Uh, but like, as we're as we have like breaks in between questions, I'm like looking at the big list of the original Pokemon, yes. and I'm like, oh, that got, oh, god one. Good. Uh, well,
0: by the end of the show, hopefully, you'll be able to uh, give us to the definitive reveal. List. Yes, yes, to give
2: the reveal. Although those the hardest. I'm trying to think of like Pokemon that remind me as vent, uh, and I also coming up with a, a couple takes uh, that I'm interested in talking about. But let's hear this one first.
1: Okay, okay. If if there's ever something you want to talk about, there's a good chance I'm not gonna find a caller who has it. So just mention them at some point or put them in Skype or something. I will mention it. I can it. try. I'll yeah. try and
5: find it. Yeah.
2: I'll just say it. Okay. <laughs> but I'll wait for a moment.
0: Gengar is here. Gengar where are you calling from?
5: Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky. What do you want to talk about on the show today? So my take is that all the teams that have heavily invested in their coaching staff did well or above expectations this year. Uh, like EG, CLG, 100T, C9, even TL Academy, right? Um, teams that want to rebuild or do well next year need to be looking to invest in their coaches first and then worry about player rosters.
0: Who else is sorry? Your full list of, of organizations that invested heavily in coaching was C9, 100TL, TG, 100 Thieves, TLET.
5: Oh, TL Academy in my mind, but that's a little, that's a, we don't need to go there. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you say invest heavily, what do you mean? Maybe you can elaborate a little bit. Like they just have a lot of coaches, or?
5: Uh, well, I mean, it seems like they have a cohesive philosophy around their coaches, um, and then they flesh that out really well. So, um, I, you know, C9 has uh, Max and Vagar, and oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Can you bail me out, Max?
2: Yeah. So our other coaches are Revan. Uh, You might know him as Flannelista. Um, Who the fuck knows him as that? uh, Okay. Anyway, Revan. Over at Chicago, our Academy Coach Tails was working with us. Um, And Zazel is also on our coaching staff. That's right.
5: Uh, 100T has Reaper and Myth. Um, CLG went all out on all the different kinds of coaches that they have, whether it's positional or different things like that. eg has seems to have a whole host of coaches that they have
0: um how much do you, you know, know about and golden and guardians head coaching, coaching
5: stuff? i mean i don't i don't want to swing down man
0: um, no no i'm saying like they but they also invested heavily in coaching and they didn't do as well um and then like you could argue that like tl even though they didn't they were like one game away from making finals weekend and maybe by by your definition it sounds like you don't feel like TL did invest heavily in coaching
5: right? Uh, I think they have one of the best coaches in NA sitting in the academy but that's a that's a different take for a different week. Okay. is he Australian I think, I think yeah
1: I think spawn's awesome but yeah. um, their main I, staff does have a fair amount of coaches too. Um, yeah I, like, I, uh, maybe it's I, better to
0: say what teams do you think did not do not have good like a, a pretty big coaching s- staff set up?
5: I mean, I feel like some of the teams that don't have any forward-facing uh, coaches are easier to talk about, I guess, but I don't know a lot about them, right? Like, I don't know a whole lot about Dignitas's coaching staff or um, Immortal's coaching staff. I'll be honest, uh, until... Mm, I, I, I feel like there's a lot, been a lot of times where I didn't even know FlyQuest's uh, coaching staff. It just doesn't feel like they're really out there, and...
0: Because I, I think the only thing that I'm concerned about is like, uh, it you're, I want to categorize like which teams did well and which teams didn't, because that seems like your take. Like, okay, bad, not, not invested in coaches, did not do well, did invest in coaches, did do well. And I'm kind of having a hard time locking in on like which teams, it seems like you think the majority of the league almost like invested into their coaches. Um, You know what I mean?
5: No, 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 no. I'm saying like I don't, I don't know what some of those teams are necessarily doing. Um, I I, obviously there's going to be teams that do well regardless of coaching staff. I think, but I think the teams that did the best or exceeded all of our expectations were. uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that those teams that did that were the are the same teams that have taken their time building out their coaches staff and having a fully fleshed out coaching staff in my mind. Okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that bad teams don't have good coaching staffs. If I'm being honest, I don't know a whole lot about them because they don't seem to be out there. I'm saying I don't think it's a coincidence that the good teams uh, really went all out on their coaching staff and built from there, it feels like. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Um, okay, I can tell you right now which teams spent the most on coaches. Oh, cool! Uh, based off of spring numbers. Cool.
1: So, oh, the, Max is going to be able to negotiate with these numbers. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so the teams, Thank you, with, the teams
0: with the highest coach payroll. Uh, I'll say the top five teams. It goes Hunter T. Then next up is E.G. Then below them, it looks like is. Well, this is this is based off of spring. This is based off of spring then below them is TSM, and right below them is Team Liquid, and right below them is Golden Guardians. So in terms of, of spend, that's kind of where your top five teams were.
1: Th- those spring numbers must be post-LS release.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how they structured this. This is just sort of like what's passed around between the league and the teams, in terms of what everybody's
1: payroll is. So Max, is your uh, you Max. have renegotiations in the off season?
2: Whoa. Is C9 just like? Am I? What? What? You said the top five. Fuck. Where top five? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, won't tell me.
1: If it's not top five, just give C9's number. We, uh, we don't C9 need to is in the bottom,
0: bottom five. Uh, yeah, if, that, where, if that I, seems I, I to, I'm I'm there seems to be some confusion. I listed the top five, so if C9's not in that, then they're at <laughs> the bottom five.
1: Right, but where in the bottom five? Because Max might be – he might need to get the bag this offseason. He just won a championship, uh, and he might be the ninth ninth most paid?
7: Maybe ninth. Who knows? Jack going to be mad about we this say, We didn't say <laughs> we awesome. didn't
2: I think uh, we got to give C9 eighth, right? Uh no, 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 wait. wait hold on. Travis, just say just say
1: C9's number or like their their position. Only Cloud 9, that's the only one I care about now. Uh
0: they are <laughs> C9? um they're in the bottom 5. I'm just going to leave it there. I've already said too much. Okay, Bro, anyway. A, but they're, okay, not the you, they're not at the bottom. They're not They're not at the bottom, don't worry. Thank you,
1: Travis. Um Yeah. TL Academy, then then C9. Yes.
0: And again, I Isn't believe the... I believe this number Includes like all like Academy and LCS yeah. um, So it's all kind of merged together. It's my understanding of what this number is
2: uh, Okay, well once again, thank you Travis, but yeah. I think uh, the, the caller is Is referencing an idea that he thinks organizations should have a different order of operations and team building uh, I think what you're trying to say is that you think teams should look for coaches to help build rosters instead of getting five players and then hiring a coach after the fact uh does that do you feel like that characterizes you, your idea
5: yeah if i'm being honest it's not like i have those monetary numbers when i was saying invested i honestly you know i don't have the money yeah numbers. yeah There's
0: i'm not trying to, to i mean no one has that Travis Mock does. you it's i <laughs> i have it but uh so i know but i i get what you mean right which is a lot of these teams tell pretty big stories about their coaching staff, or at least narratives get spun up around them, right? Like EG obviously spends a lot of time talking about the depth of their coaching roster and all that stuff. People know multiple coaches over there. Um,
1: I know like so, their gamer doc, you know, and sometimes yeah. I barely know their main analysts, yeah. you know? Right.
0: <laughs> and so I think it is fair for you to say, hey, when I look at the successful teams, it feels like there's a lot of conversation about their coaching staff um so okay uh max you've been a coach for a bit now and i know and you've probably sort of observed coaching on other teams and i think that this kind of ties into the narrative around like it's all you know i don't want to spend too much into this because i'm sure we have a call about it but like we talk a lot about tl and their super team and there's teams that have near near the bottom that people have frequently overperformed uh, where it overperforms and it feels like they're investing a lot in infrastructure, which I know gets memed on a lot as a term. So um, what is your kind of general take on coaching and LCS right now and the, the way that teams are building out coaching rosters?
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that observation is right, that we're looking for players first and then coaches afterward um, and that it's not... It's not going from, like, the top down, I guess, in that sense, where you get the coach and the coach would like, find the players. Um, but I was trying to think about, like, oh, do I think that that's bad or that should be changed or, like, you should find a coach who you really trust and then, like, give him control over the roster. Uh, I'm not sure, and I think it's different in every organization. This is pretty complicated. Um, can, you, can you bounce off me a little bit? Yeah. Forward?
1: I'll say <laughs> this. I don't think... F- I think, it, like you're saying, it kind of depends on the situation because I think there's times – we've talked about this – where, like, you have a team – and some players have even said this this week, and I forget who, who who said it on 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 where, but, like, uh, if you have a t- I think it might have been Zven, actually, about, like, if you have a team full of veterans, the coach that you need is not, like, the guy who's going to hold hands and, and, like, teach you how to play the game. Uh, you know, like, you don't need that guy who's going to have, like, a super strong vision of what he wants every single person to be doing because, like, your players probably already have that and facilitating and, like – being able to set up systems and keep like the conversations that are going to happen naturally productive and whatnot. Like those are maybe the, the bigger ass. But if you're on like a younger team, maybe you do need that like heavy approach. And so in that sense, like knowing who your team is and then hiring a coach that can accommodate that might make more sense in the currently ecosystem because we don't have like 20, 30 year coaches the way like traditional sports have you working your way up from like video analyst to head coach. I mean, like, Mm Max, your rise itself has been pretty quick. You've done a great job, clearly, given that you just won a championship. But like, in tr- traditional sports, that that rise takes a lot longer and like, you're going to get more battle tested. So by the time that you do get incorporated as the head coach of a team, often it's like, yeah, we feel a lot more confident having you make a, way more decisions organizationally. Whereas in league, I, I don't know. I can see why there's GMs who want to build the roster and then find the coach. Uh, but mm-hmm. then there are also some coaches who I think have proved their mettle and are like, give me control of the roster
2: I want to have pick of my players and whatnot. I think we'll see uh, in the future because I I, I think a lot of what you're saying is that coaching is underdeveloped and we'll see more uh, we'll see more input and more influence from like the coaching role as it matures and that the role itself um, probably isn't matured very much Um, and you also reference that like oh I I, like started coaching last year as a positional coach like mainly working with Fudge and then within like a year right now like I, I right it's it's not, like, decades like you're seeing in traditional sports. It's, like, year by year. Uh, it's it's very uh, it's very dynamic. It's moving all the time. So, um, hmm. yeah, I, I can definitely see how I'm very different from last year and that I would need more years like this to get to a point where I could confidently say, like, oh, yeah, there should be a person above. Um, there should be a person, like, um, in charge of looking for, like, players who are going to, like, work really well together and, like, uh, searching for all these very specific things but we, we don't have the years the experience or uh, like sometimes even the, the maturity to do this really well uh, so I would think that the coaching role needs more time to be able to do stuff like this well uh, and maybe right now it should be like you get players and then you find the coach who's, who can fit the best at that time in that moment
0: yeah I think I mean I think it's interesting I uh, I I do hear often from coaches and or players that are frustrated with the other side of the equation. And, you know, like over the course of this split, uh, over this year, so many players have been saying stuff about Max Waldo's drafting, for instance. Um, no, but as, as, as an aside behind the scenes, yes, there are oftentimes where players are frustrated with their coach and the coach are frustrated with the players. And it's just kind of like they're forced together. And so it's kind of interesting to me how this stuff works in traditional sports where you do have a GM. That's just sort of like, Yep, I've brought this all together. Hopefully you guys all get along. I don't know. Maybe it's a sign of inexperienced GMs, right? Or owners that are building uh, lineups and stuff that don't mesh well with coaches. So, yeah. Complicated topic, but Gengar Griffith, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before uh, we go on to our next caller?
5: Yeah, um, shout out anywhere. I brought my laptop to Chicago, string rings of power after uh, the games on Saturday. Uh, Shout out greg Kim and kelsey Moser for everything they've been doing for an a uh shout out the academy and amateur broadcast i hope to see some of them on main next year shout out the c9 players for finding a way to overcome regardless of the outside noise uh shout out eg for starting a fight for the soul of an a and i feel like they won that just look at what teal is doing now Shout you out. Get one more out.
0: okay shout thank out. you so much for the call <laughs> we'll catch you this is the academy thing um the uh, academy awards <laughs> thing where you know we have to cut you off anyway thank you so much for the call we'll catch you next time <laughs> all right bye. bye we need music to play people out now yeah exactly all right uh, thank you to where are we uh Sean for gifting a sub to max waldo i'm sure he really appreciates that appreciate
2: uh, that yep i'm all over that sub thank you the, travis
0: the fish gaming for four months ash lotte and ari waddle for four years four years Thank you all. Yeah, shout out King, exactly. Uh, Chat, chat's got that going. Okay, looks like JoJo is here, unlikely to be EG JoJo, but JoJo, where are you calling from?
7: I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada, and yeah, no, I'm not that JoJo. Vancouver, Canada,
0: but another Canadian JoJo. Uh, What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: Uh, Yeah, I wanted to actually ask Max, uh, how do you think Jensen not playing in spring affected uh both him as well as c9 as a whole and then also i wanted to ask your opinion on whether or not spring split matters
2: uh i didn't really notice that much that jensen hadn't played um uh, like it wasn't obvious that like oh jensen's like jensen's underperforming in the first couple of weeks because he like hasn't played in spring uh, i didn't really notice i think uh, i think Jensen plays really well on stage uh, i think he like I, there, there, here's, some, here's something funny that happened uh, throughout the season uh, that I'm sure is fine to talk about now. That like we we don't win with LeBlanc and scrims. It's really funny. Um, and then we go on stage and LeBlanc just wins every single game. It's so funny. Um, and, and Jensen plays amazing uh, on stage when when he when he's given LeBlanc. But like that it, it was happening all the time basically. Um, so I, I didn't really notice a big difference. I think I think Jensen was awesome to work with uh, the whole summer split. And I think. Played really well, uh, basically, the whole time. So he could have been playing in spring, not playing in spring. I don't think it
7: matters. I mean, he was
0: pretty much... Wasn't he grinding Champions Queue pretty hard in spring, if I recall? I feel like he was doing a lot to try to keep himself relevant.
1: There's mixed reports of him living the high life in Vegas and grinding... Champions queue. So, probably somewhere in the middle.
0: In the middle, yeah. yeah. He's going out. A balance, right? He, uh, yeah. he grinds, grinds Champions queue and then goes out and parties all day. The he he the
1: loses 10,000 on black. He streams a little bit, <laughs> earns it back, yeah. goes out again. Something like that.
7: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and wish... your,
2: the second part of your take. I, yes. I, I'm trying to remember.
7: Uh, oh, it was uh, whether or not Spring split you feel matters. Like spring split matters with the current format.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> not really uh, you get you get uh some some experience playing international teams going to MSI I think that would benefit eg that they they played against some of the teams but I, I'm not even sure if they' they're playing the same teams uh, or like if they're overlapping anything or if they like have any relevant information uh, I'm trying now I'm trying to think did it help us last year though we went to MSI
1: I was about to say um, I feel like your roster this year might predispose you to say no given that Literally, Berserker and Blabber were the only two to like not fuck around that much, even then you had a support change around Berserkers. <laughs> I was like, y- your team might be biased to think that Spring Split doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Uh, definitely, in our case, it didn't matter. I'm trying to think, like, last year, we kept the same roster from Spring to Summer. Though I think MSI helped us. Yeah, I think MSI helped us get better as a team, because we got beat by a lot of really good teams. Um, and we found some areas where we were a little bit weaker, and I think we came back to NA with a lot of, uh, a, like, like actual set plays that we could do that we saw international teams doing, um, where it was actively changing our decision-making, what happened to us at MSI in summer split uh, in 2021. So um, I think the best thing you can get out of spring is you go internationally, and you play against some really good teams, and you carry, you carry those ideas with you going into summer. Um, but other than that... Um, I don't think, like, it changes too much outside of you get some good experience internationally. And that's only if you win. If you get, like, second or third, like in like in Summer, where you qualify for Worlds anyway. Um, it's only if you get first that it, it impacts. Um, I did have... I,
1: so, I was going to oh. say, I bet Spring mattered to CLG. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough, I bet Spring mattered for Team Liquid, but in a bad way... Um, where they had to wait six months and then other teams caught up and passed them where they didn't seem to improve very much. Um, so I think it's going to vary on a case-by-case basis for each team, whether spring was good or bad, but uh, I-, I think it matters. I think it, it, And this is also only talking about it from the Worlds perspective, which is a horrible problem that I think, as an ecosystem we have, I don't blame teams for thinking this way because Worlds is kind of the the ultimate prize. But like... For players who won in spring, I think it mattered. I think it mattered to, to Inspired and JoJo and Vulcan to win another championship. You know, like, I think that matters to them. So I I think, uh, the, the context of how this conversation always comes about is from, did spring help me for worlds? I mean, C9,
0: spring helped C9 build a good roster for summer because they didn't, obviously they weren't satisfied with their spring roster, right?
1: Right. Like you guys had to rebuild, but if you brought that roster, it's just straight into summer. And that was like the thing, you know, like I think, I think spring gets shortchanged in a lot of people's minds. Did it help grow some players' brands? Yes. Uh, Spring always has higher viewership than summer. So like performing well in spring, you could argue sometimes matters a lot too. I mean, obviously making worlds will get you the most viewership bump, but uh, there's like a lot of reasons that spring matters. um, And I feel like I, I am somewhat overprotective of this narrative because I have been sick of it ever since it first left Double Lift's lips and has been perpetuated since then. And I don't think there's very much truth to it beyond mm-hmm. a player who was slumping coping, to, to be quite honest.
2: I like this, I like this idea that it, let, let's say it as uh, a split that doesn't have uh, let's say a split that doesn't have consequences for worlds, still really matters. Because it gives you time to sort out the situation. So even in the context of Worlds, it does still matter because you get this whole like set of three or four months to like angle yourself as best as possible to uh, to qualify for Worlds and to do well. At but Worlds. it
0: didn't matter for Jensen. Yeah. We can agree on that, right?
2: Yeah, guess it guess it doesn't.
0: I guess wait, it wait.
1: did because otherwise he'd be teamless the whole year. Spring split didn't exist, <laughs> right? You just you just go teamless into summer or like I don't know what what how do, how do you change react like time I don't I
2: don't like what, what would it's happen just like to the two months? splits thing it's just like if there's two splits they they do matter uh, even if one of them doesn't affect like qualifying for worlds in the second one the fact that there's two and they're separate it matters
1: yeah, yeah. I
0: guess it's I just that's, he that's was, was able idea. to take the whole split off and still lift a trophy on a brand new team to me I could see him saying spring split didn't matter to me you know what I mean like I was able to go <laughs> mm-hmm. chill and do whatever. Like. What do you think about it? Like, it might've mattered to C9, but it didn't really matter to Jensen, yeah. right?
2: It mattered to C9, and that gave Jensen the opportunity. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: that's why I think there is value. For, like, for some people to say, Spring Split doesn't matter to me because, like, you know, for, for the example of double lift, also, to be, to be fair to him, he's someone who has gone to Worlds time after time after time, and what he cared about was a good performance at Worlds. And in that sense, Spring was, like, the holding pattern he had to suffer through to get to the part of the year that he was excited about. And for a player like Doublelift... Yeah, I, I actually do understand where he's kind of coming from, but I don't think that's a universally true sentiment, or it shouldn't be a universally true sentiment.
0: Like, I wonder how much of these longstanding vets would happily just skip spring if they could, you know? Like, there's, uh, yeah. there's in traditional sports, obviously, there's a lot of teams that will just not always run. They'll give, like, their vets a lot of time off or something at certain points in the year or after they've secured something or whatever. And, like, I don't think this would happen, but you could see a world where... More players do what Peter and Jensen did, and just be like, "Okay, I'll see you in summer or something." I don't know.
7: Anyway, actually, I actually did have something to add to that. I uh, sort of got the inspiration from this take, uh, for this take from V and he was talking about specifically from the uh, from the Jensen angle about uh, what you were basically what you were saying. How for veterans, uh, it might not that it would ever probably really be acceptable from like an ecosystem perspective, but. Uh, for veterans to just kind of take The That's first what I just said. half year off And then come back
0: Jat is back in time ripping off Literally what I just said is what I'm I'm hearing <laughs> Pretty much yeah Thank you Jojo anything that you want to say um, Any shout outs before we go on to our next caller
7: uh, I wanted to shout out Cloud9 um, congratulations on winning the split uh, Also wanted to shout out uh, You guys I love what you do uh, Your sponsors Alienware Club Hub Uh, And then just shout out to my amazing girlfriend who is currently at work, but she'll watch the VOD later. Awesome.
0: Thanks, Jojo. Uh, Thanks for calling in and uh, hopefully we'll catch you next time. Thank you. See you. All right. Uh, Mark is off to grab the next caller. We got low budget LCS who rated us with 32 viewers. Thank you. Numi gifted a sub to Dunk Squad, and Skylar Perry gifted a sub to Mia Khalifa, who I know is a huge fan of Hotline League, and uh, will definitely use that sub to watch the VODs. So thank you for gifting that sub. Max, are you guys yeah. not, are you going to boot camp in Mexico City?
2: Uh, No, I don't think so. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I heard
0: so. I heard that some NA teams were thinking about maybe boot camping in Mexico City and I thought that that would be very smart and cool to go do that because theoretically it's very low lift and you can scrim all the teams that get there early but um
2: uh, but not. can we scrim them anyway?
0: I don't know what's really? the ping between LA and Mexico City.
2: I don't know if it's that bad. Maybe maybe they won't do it. Uh but I think I think we are going to scrim some playing teams, so I, I maybe we'll be playing on like 40 to 80 ping. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're bootcamping to Mixer City, and I think we'll still scrim playing teams.
0: Folks in the chat, including Peter Dunn, are saying it's 50ish. So,
1: v 2 in chat saying ping doesn't matter. Stop coping.
2: Yeah, it's only draft and builds that matter. Uh, so as long as we draft well, it shouldn't make a difference. Gotcha. There's lag. Everyone has the lag, but you yeah. have the different drafts. So. That's
0: weird because for years and years and years, so many NA players were saying the opposite every year after Worlds. <laughs> well, the ping um,
1: ping can matter when you're trying to like uh, change your your draft pick in the last second. You know, that's true. The yeah. client might might bug out,
8: and then the ping.
0: Parnell is drop. here. Parnell, where are you from?
8: Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana.
0: Gotcha, Indiana. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: Uh, my take is that. Wait one second.
0: (laughs) Did we lose it, Mark? Do you remember his team? No, no, I got, I
8: got, I got, I got it. it. (laughs) You should have it. TL Team Liquid is one of many examples that raw talent doesn't make a good team, and that synergy and cohesion is most important and is not taken seriously enough by teams nearly enough.
0: Agreed. This is great. Do you want to expand on this anymore, or do you want us to go with it?
8: Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that's. like I think the approach that teams should probably take is, I mean, there's there's a couple of different like ways you could probably go about it, but I think what I'm thinking is like maybe start off with a star player or two, when um, roster building, and then try to build around their strengths and fill um, fill in the blanks. I mean, like think of like like uh, Dom one, you know, they had like Ghost as ADC when they won Worlds, and he's not like a great ADC if you, like by LCK standards, but he fills the role and he's a really strong like weak side player and just helps the team you know in general i mean niski also for like mad lions he's has a very distinct play style of playing through mid jungle and he's not like going to like demand a ton of resources but he's going to um, like there's just a play style that just gets defined you know with when niski's on the team and i think that's um, more teams should really look to just kind of play around the the play style of their most dominant players i guess you know what i was thinking
0: uh earlier today mark about this do you remember it was like three years ago i feel like it was only three years ago when na fans were so pissed that we kept reusing talent like this was like a, a a big and i've completely forgotten about it because then what we did was we just rapidly started churning talent but there was a like a oh yeah like all these team owners keep reusing the same talent. They're not going out and finding new people, blah, 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 blah. And now it's very interesting because I feel like, inst- and and people were like, get these guys out of the roster. Now it feels like there's more of a call for roster consistency and for us to, again, use reuse that talent, you know?
1: Uh, Well, Parnell, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, you're also just saying like, find the person that slots into that position. Don't get, just slam another superstar in there because they're a big yeah. name, right? More, more yeah. so than if it's a new or mm-hmm. old name.
8: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, think of, I think a really good example of this split was actually CLG, cause, uh, um, and, and they don't really have like a star player to really build around, I guess, but they were a team that was supposed to be bad, but they just synergized really well together. They played aggressively together. Um and they just had like i don't know they just had really good synergy and it was very apparent in fights with how they played even if they weren't the best individual players
0: okay so mr
1: maldo yeah thoughts how do you how thoughts do you up?
0: make how do you max how, how do you make sure that a team of players gel well together because what we heard at the beginning of the year from Bjorkson was that the one player he wanted to play with more than anyone was core. And now mm-hmm. these rumors are popping up that, like, they actually didn't see the game the same way and all that stuff. So how, how when you're building a roster or you are running a team, do you ensure that, like, oh, these teams get along or these players get along and they work well together?
2: Huh. But that one sounds hard because if Bjorkson's saying, like, oh, I really want to play with, with Cordray J, like... Like, I'll, I'll do whatever to play with them, get me on that team. Then it's not exactly the same as the take of, like, oh, this team is just buying the highest market player, the highest dollar. Uh, it's a little different because this person is saying, like, oh, I will have synergy with this person. I like how this person thinks and plays the game. And then they're just finding out later that that might not be true. And I don't even know if that's true. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they dislike each other or whatever. Uh, but Again, that probably sounds like they dislike each other. Okay. Th- that problem sounds complicated that it's like, oh, they thought that it was going to work. Like, Bjergson thought it was going to work. I imagine J thought it was going to work. They were like, oh, yeah, we want to play together. And then it, worked out, and it turned out that it, it wasn't totally like that. Yeah, um, that's the
0: problem, though, Max. You, ha- that's, you have to prove it. Anyone can say it.
2: I, you would have to have... Imagine, like, you build uh, exactly what you want in a team and like you lay out some like conditions like this even this i think would be insufficient it's very hard to make things work for a whole year um, or like more than that um, it, it's mean, like more than anything oh go oh, oh i was i was i was going to keep going with the no 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 no, no,
1: about no you're killing you're, on a, you're on a roll i don't want to get into yeah. you, you keep going it
2: it's, it it's about like maintaining relationships and making making sure that like uh, that Problems aren't allowed in like a team environment to like uh, to stick around for a long time to like to be developed or to like I guess like fester within a team. Uh, so I, I guess I would put um, responsibility on like uh, staff and managers. I think like for example, Cloud Nine does a really good job of this. That uh, managers and coaches and staff all do a really good job of identifying uh, potential problems uh, and then just making plans to work it out. Uh, and most of it is just about, like, maintaining good relationships with each other so that things don't break down. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we got to all like each other or it's not going to work out. So, like, when you're saying before, like, suggesting that, like, might not like Bjergsen, but they thought they did at the beginning of the year, it's like, oh, shit. Like, Again,
0: I don't know why I didn't happened, say they don't like each people. other.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> so, I, I, this That's is funny. why I yeah, been, like, to talk misquoted. about this stuff been, because everything misquoted, like, gets <laughs> Arsh already misquoted it on Twitter, and then people, I'm sure, will go with what he, he
1: said. Yeah. Travis is just starting up feuds in the LCS. Next year, I'm going to run with the narrative. When it, whatever. Uh, they, if a they problem, spend is up on just... different teams, I'm going to build up, like, a clash of ideologies. No, it's <laughs> very— up, like, It's very— It's
0: very uh, exhausting sometimes to try to talk, want to talk about this stuff because people will just completely misquote it. And then it becomes like five years later, I'll be on Reddit and I'll still see people being like, well, remember that these players actually just didn't like each other. Maybe that's why they have beef and like, it's just like, ugh. Ugh. of
1: course, of
2: course.
1: What what I was going to say is like, in some sense, this is an unanswerable question. It's why GMs get paid buttloads of money if they think you're good at it. You know, like, building rosters is hard figuring out how players sit together and, and should play together and if they're going to work out is hard you can do the things that you think will make you good you do your interviews maybe get some scrims in you know see how they're playing together maybe you do some stats if you're moneyballing you know like people have their methods but there's no guarantee at the end of the day and like you know Gen G is a super team straight up they're the best team potentially in the world right now it's five guys who are all really good have been the best in their position at points in their career slammed together and they're killing it right now you know like Mm -hmm. uh, why did that one work and Team Liquid didn't without being there and inside for both for a whole year I
2: couldn't tell you you know somehow they've all put their differences aside and played great league of legends for months running right and that doesn't always happen so yeah yeah,
1: I-, I will say, I am very much on the train, though, that if you can find a good prospect to be the th- fourth and fifth person on your roster, they are seemingly many times not worse than another superstar. Uh, uh, this uh-huh. is something i pushed a fair amount of times. I don't know how you feel about it, but like uh, people have slotted into super teams and done pretty good. Like, Cowrie came in. Did pretty good this weekend. Would he be a, would he be able to do it long term? I don't know, that's a bigger question, but like
0: Tactical uh, with TL. Tactical, tactical yeah.
1: contracts, blabber, licorice for a lot of the guys that came up on C9. They kind of came in and did and did well pretty quickly. Um, E.G. is a super team at this point. I mean, you have a fucking MVP. Yeah, Vulcan, who's won a ton of titles, impacts won a ton of titles. Jojo's young, yes, but like, I mean, there's a lot of like strength there, and, and they are even in some sense. You could argue a, a proof for this. another proof for this is that like they, they went on Jojo and bet on him instead. You know, like I, I don't know how you feel. Would you, as a coach, Max? Would you rather get five superstars or or three superstars and like two good prospects?
2: Uh, hell no, on five. It's, it, it's got to be if the two options are five or three. I would say three. You can have a totally if it's really three, and we can have a totally functional working conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I would want to like uh, two people who are new, uh, who are who have uh, little to no experience coming in, uh, listening to the the same sort of stable conversations uh, that would be there if there were five. I mean, so the thing is, uh, I would rather have. Uh, Instead of oh th- th- there's there's so much in here to explain. I, I don't know if I can do it in like a minute long
1: like well then do it in th- do it in four five.
7: Um, <laughs> hmm.
2: <sighs> thinking of a couple different things here.
0: Hey, let me ask let me ask you this mark well. Max well, he adds thinks. this to his Pokemon ah. quiz um, of things to work on. Uh, Mark was are, are we in agreement that swapping Jensen for Bjerg was a bad strategy?
1: Uh in uh, somewhat yes, in the sense that,
0: and that's not to say Jensen's better, but it's like this. It kind of relates to the questions in. There was it didn't seem like Team Liquid players had a hard time playing with Jensen. He seemed to be able to play well with them enough to get them to worlds and stuff, right? So
1: yeah, well so like what I'd say is there's no guarantee that you put Jensen in and suddenly the problems that Team Liquid had are solved. Um so in that sense, it's like kind of hindsight to be like, well, Jensen made worlds and TL didn't. So therefore Jensen plus TL equals worlds. Like it's not quite like a straight computation like that. But I, I do think that it's it's fair to say that Jensen's really fucking good, has never missed worlds. Uh, was that move necessary? Was it a side grade? You know, like, I think those are fair questions to
0: ask. Yeah, I mean, I think, I just yeah. mean, in relation to this topic, right? Which is, yeah. you know, Jensen is good. You also know Jensen works well with your team. Bring Bjergen, who, like, maybe you think is a little bit better. I, I don't think anybody's like, oh, Bjergen's, like, twice as good as Jensen or anything like that. You're now fucking up with your your established, like, synergy, yeah. right? Um, and the trust that the players had in him, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, assuming that Core and Santorin didn't hate him as the two people that you're keeping over, because they still did bring in... Um... Wipo, Hans Wipo. and Blippo, so there was yeah. still some uncertainty on how he worked with them, but like if the other two were chill with him You know who knows yeah. okay?
2: I'm ready okay. to go guys.
8: Okay, okay. okay. Matt, Matt, can I throw in like one one? Point? No, we're gonna of let course. max go because he's got it? The go. um, So the
2: the thing that I'm working with is what exactly do we mean by superstar because I think what's actually important is uh is like temperament and personality, and like how people interact with uh, in conversation. And you need different roles in in different conversations. Um, so when we say superstar, what exactly are we are we referring to? Just like experience in, like championships and stuff.
1: Yes, uh, a player who's proven Top that player. they can can win. Yeah, they, they've won a couple yeah. championships. Probably they're probably on some all pros. People look at them and think
2: that's a a great
1: player. You know.
2: Okay, if it's just that the player's good. Um, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it like a, a super huge factor. And there's like good player, good player. Um, maybe in that case, I would be fine with five superstars. But I wouldn't be looking at it like, oh, this like I'm getting this player because he's like shown he can he can win specifically. Um, it would just be that I need we in a when we're having a conversation in a group, everybody can't always talk at once. We can't go with everybody's idea at the same time. Uh, we have to be able to agree on something. And it has to be like one or two things, and then we all have to do it. So it's less about like uh, this player's like the best player, or this player's uh, like one for 10 years in a row. Um, But we can't have a functional conversation if there's five people in the room and everybody thinks that their idea is like the only usable idea. So I would think it it more has to do with like someone's like personality and and how they interact in conversation.
0: Well said. Well said. Okay, Parnell, we're going a little long with this call, but you said you wanted to squeeze something in?
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to – Mark kind of mentioned it, but I think it does kind of tie in is I I think there's a reason why a lot of these teams that have, like, filled – like, these really good teams that filled in, like, one or two rookies, um, EG with, like, Danny, um, like, G2 with, like, their bot lane, for example, um, I think the reason why they, they tend to have a lot of good success is because they do have they have a couple really good players with strong opinions about how to play how to play the game and they're probably not going to change those views um, at least that that dramatically and then they have these new new players coming in willing to learn and they're going to be more willing to be more role players and kind of conform to the play style of the team so there's more balance
2: there I feel cool I think that sounds better and I think it's more referring to like roles yeah
8: mm-hmm. with with discussion too like you said thank you
0: uh, Parnell for the call anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break
8: uh yeah so I, I just want to quickly shout out my alternative take which was instead of double elimination triple elimination March Madness mm-hmm. style have two series going on at once for worlds two different streams viewership will skyrocket
0: yeah, because whenever I've seen League of Legends competitive play across multiple streams, viewership always skyrockets. Thank you, Parnell. <laughs>
8: if you do if you do it right. Thank you.
0: It's always, always the, the copium if, if, for if anybody. You do it,
1: if you do it right, suddenly there'll be two times more people who exist on Earth to watch League of Legends. If you do it right is World always is different,
0: the perfect different, copium though. answer because like, if somebody takes your idea and then they implement it and it doesn't work, you just say, well, if you'd done it right, which I feel like is always the way that this works whenever people talk about best of threes and stuff like that with the LCS, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just you did it and it, it actually didn't yield any results, but it's because you didn't do it right. Uh, so, Parnell, thank you. Uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm I'm only, uh, I feel no bitterness towards or no guilt in, in mocking you here because you used your shout out to put out a take. Uh, and that's just rude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, talk to you later, Parnell.
1: But before the read, Travis, while you kick him, uh Mouse Story.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask. Okay. You guys don't so, know the mouse no, story. No, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. Max, I don't know so it seems like nobody knows what the story is, from they what have, I can tell.
2: They all know. They I, all know? I, I, I think I think this is not true. I'm pretty sure everyone knows. Can, can I get view, context on why everyone knows. spams
0: this? Like, what I assume this is an LS thing. So, like, can it you provide at least co-stream. context on why people spam this?
2: During a co-stream, I think people thought I just told the story in a, like a funny way, okay. and then someone like and it was also like drawn out, where I was telling the story for like 15 minutes to like fill gap in a break, and then okay. like they were telling me like, say it again, do it, say the whole thing over again. Uh, so now it, it's a it's a running joke that okay tell the mouse story. is there a 15
0: second know. version of it
2: um'm irresponsible safe? yeah okay yeah, yeah. oh well uh, I'm not sure um uh, how like brand say uh, a a mouse with a name uh gets caught in a trap
0: oh it's like gruesome no oh okay well, just, just, just give, give the, the 15 off. second version.
2: The 15 second version is that m- and me irresponsibly leaves the door open sometimes when I was living uh, with my sister. Uh, so sometimes I left, like the back door open and she's like, oh, don't do that. You're going to let a, uh, a mouse in. And I did enough times where a mouse actually got in. And then she started naming the mice as she was hearing them at our house. And then uh, whenever she caught a mouse in mouse mousetrap, she would announce it to me and she would name them in order of Algernon and then Baldrinon and Caldronon and got Dalgernon. You. Yeah, and, uh, and there were several, um, because I let a lot of mice in. <laughs> Whoops.
0: That was the story the that everyone like fucking thing. spammed? Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could tell it in a much more dramatic way. No, um, no, I lot more, think, I lot think that's... Build up. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. That's
5: yep.
1: Yep. No, I think it's actually best we use the next 30 minutes of this show on the mouse story. All right,
0: we're going to talk about our sponsor, Grubhub. Shout out to Grubhub this past weekend. Wait, how much money did it get up to, Mark? The, Six, uh,
1: 640.
0: 640, yeah. So this past weekend, we did live Hotline League. And please go watch the VOD of it because uh, everybody watches it live and then they don't watch the VOD. And then that makes me sad because uh, I want people who didn't watch it live to make sure that they see how actually awesome it was for us having like that huge stage and how cool it was. And um, we had some really great, like quote-unquote, callers, uh, But one of the fun things that we did was we did the like double or money thing that i've done in the past with grubhub gift cards with the callers and so many of you guys that showed up everybody everybody just said keep going to the point where it went up to 640 bucks and our spot, grubhub had to come out and say please uh it's now going to end at 640. Uh, but it was very very funny and very cool to see all of you guys um show up thank you if you did show up thank you to Grubhub for making the whole thing happen uh it's been really cool having their support and being able to come out to events live events and do uh and, and do live versions of the show we'd love to do more of that so if you guys like having us be able to do live versions of hotline league where we're able to to really show up in a place please uh continue to support their support of us by using their codes are signing up uh, for Grubhub with the link if you haven't ever tried it before or just tweeting Grubhub and saying, thank you for sponsoring Travis. Uh, you know, all that stuff really goes a long way. Um, but it's it's really cool that they were able to allow us to do that uh, this past weekend. And I, I really appreciate it. So Mark Zimmerman currently taking a call during the middle of our live show. So I should probably <laughs> keep talking about Grubhub. Actually, I'll just read out some subs. Uh, thank you to grubhub by the way there's a link in the description if you want to check them out uh let's see some subs we got clock cruncher Tra- travis
1: are, are you okay meant, you saw my tweet from yesterday are you okay yeah, if no, you no we'll rep- talk
0: about it later we'll talk about it later
1: because this call no, that we'll i talk- just got is directly related to that story. oh
0: really yeah yeah yeah. mark here's what i'll say i'm going to say this in a way because i'm not it, sure it if you hand- sponsor look good you did not handle it i think the way that i would have suggested you handle it publicly but um i will say well the, the mark story is he tried he made the, the terrible mistake of trying another delivery service which you know shame on him but uh he's now still dealing with the ramifications of food that never got delivered um so shout out to grubhub because that's who he should have used uh,
1: yeah shout out to grubhub i wouldn't have had this problem all right you yes. know what i did is i actually ordered grubhub right after i was <laughs> you, like fuck this i just ordered from a different place and got grubhub yeah. Yes. And it worked out just fine. I didn't have any problems. Yeah.
0: Thank you to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Thank you to uh, Pride Influence for one year and Sherman for 37 months. All right. We're ready for Max, next. Max,
1: what's, what's on your list of takes that we haven't hit yet other than the Pokemon cards?
2: Uh, my my take was just that uh, 100 Thieves can't get out of groups because they're drafted. We, we have. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Don't worry. Next caller is exactly up your alley then. All right. Okay, off
0: sounds he goes.
2: Good. Also, I have my Pokemon list ready. Like, it's all okay. narrowed down to one.
0: We'll do, we'll do it at the end of the show. We'll do it that at the good. end of the show. Okay. Um it looks like our next caller is here, and it is Arsh, the man who keeps misquoting me. Uh, Arsh, where are you calling from? Uh-uh. Hello? Hello? Am
4: I connected? Yes. Yeah. Where are you calling cool. from? Um, Santa Monica, California.
0: Santa Monica, California. Okay. What do you want to talk about?
4: Um, I am here with the take that 100 Thieves is our worst worlds representative uh, because I just want the 100 Thieves fan base to hate me more gotcha. um, So basically EG EG was the better team despite losing on Saturday
0: All right, why cuz they just played a best-of-five and they lost
4: Right, so um, This is kind of trajectory based. I'm sorry. Am I cutting out? No, no nope. Ignore okay. twist
1: chat. They're not real
4: um, so Uh, Basically, um, I think this is a lot of trajectory-based. Mark said to make it less about worlds, but um, I think that, like, having a sub which you play 10 scrims with, two days of scrims, and then um, taking five games, or going to five games against 100 Thieves is really impressive. All split, I've openly said that I've not been super impressed with 100 Thieves. Like, the level of play from FB and Huhi, I think, has been pretty low compared to Berserker. But, I mean, also Berserker and Danny were, like, pretty high above everyone else. And I also think that Someday's champ has been a problem despite locking Fiora three times this weekend. I don't think any of the games are particularly impressive. Um he smashed Impact on the HROX matchup, but to my eye it looked like Impact didn't know the matchup and someday at several points didn't punish it correctly. And uh just generally I think that um they have an over reliance on closer um because of course they do closer as their star player. But I really think that like Every other part of this team has some really glaring weaknesses. Abedagae got smashed in lane by Jojo and Jensen this weekend. I really don't think that this team's going to do well at Worlds, which is kind of sad because I do like Hundred Thieves as an award, and I like him.
0: That's pretty much it, though. Okay, Max, you said that you. This sounds a little similar to what you wanted to talk about. So, what do you think of this take?
2: Uh, I wasn't going to reference any, like, levels of play, even though even though I do agree that I think, uh, out of the three mid-laners that went into Championship Weekend, Abadage was the weakest out of Georgian Pionchensen and, and Abadage. Um, I was going to say that it looked very hard from their perspective to draft, and I don't know how they're going to figure it out in a couple of weeks. Um, I think Sven said this in our, uh, in our press conference, that, uh, we knew all nine of their bans, all three games, in the right order, <laughs> too, uh, that it was It's very difficult for them to draft because they have a lot of things that they must do. Uh, they're banning Sijuani on both sides, for example. Uh, I hope something like that they can figure out. Uh, but, I mean, there's, there's more problems in their draft that uh, they, they haven't figured it out in a couple of weeks already. Uh, so them just being given, like, two, three weeks to figure it out, uh, I doubt they're going to uh, perform really well on top of, like, on top of gameplay stuff that they're struggling with, like Gavindagi's laning phase, or some days champion pool, uh, or like closer needing to be on like a playmaker, things like this. Uh, yeah, I think they will struggle.
0: Kaladin Stormbless in the chat says, "Max Waldo wasn't Hundred Thieves game one draft pretty good."
2: Uh, their draft?
0: I think against yeah, EG against or G- against C9. Against C9, I believe is what it is.
2: I think it's pretty rough against C9 because they don't have anybody to mark any of the flankers. So, like, it's it, it's good if you look at it on paper, like you're just standing and everybody's in vision. The problem is that, like, when Ken and, and Nocturne go out of vision, it's really hard to protect Soraka or Zir or, or really anyone. LeBlanc out of vision too. It, it was just it's so difficult for them to fight objectives. Uh,
1: like, so it, yeah. sorry, finish. No, no, no. You, you finish first.
2: It's you, you can you can look at it in a very like. If you look at it in a surface level way, the champions just see each other and then like, oh, this like outranges or something. Um, But the moment like vision gets added to the equation, like you can't see certain champions, what you can and can't do changes so heavily and you can't control that vision because nobody's able to uh, fight Kennen or LeBlanc 1v1 like really easily. So it's really hard for them to mark any of the flankers. Like what happened in that team fight at Dragon, I think will happen at every team fight at that Dragon uh, where Kennen walks around and then flashes on them. Uh, it's really hard to avoid that I, I I I the only like the only other way I think that could be like uh, communicated clearly was if like you guys were playing in that spot or just like just imagine as hard as you can that like you are these champions and try to figure out like what you would do in place of them to stop this from happening to you or how you would play these spots differently because it's really hard to prevent these engages from going off cleanly uh, mark
1: I was gonna say what do you think about the mal into double AP soul lanes? because like And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that looks a little sketch to me, especially since you have AD jungler. So it's not like you can easily just stack MR. And then usually, like, in my head, you want AD stack for Malphite. So I thought it was weird. But then Whippo was uh, in the, like, green room with us watching the game. And he was saying, like, it's actually not that bad. He kind of doesn't mind Malphite into Kennen. Um, And so, like, I didn't know what, what you thought when you saw it.
2: It used to be a lot better, but it's it's not super good right now because of the uh, because of the durability nerfs. Uh, Malphite's not getting a free laning phase against Kennen, and he doesn't have the damage also because of the durability nerfs to one shot Kennen. So uh, the laning the laning interactions just got a lot worse for Malphite, and I don't think it was a very good Malphite game because we our carries were what Zeri and LeBlanc. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have the best like carry targets for Malphite, and your laning phase is going to be worse. Uh, I I think if you played I like, let's say that, that Someday is now the cannon, and Fudge is now the Malphite. I think Fudge will go down a little bit of CS. Like like This is like like projected, right? He'll, he'll go down CS, he'll get pushed in. I don't think the lane phase should be horrible. Uh, maybe Fudge played really well in this game, and Someday like, underperformed in this game. But I don't think the magic is so bad. Uh, it's just, it. you don't have the same kill threat, and I don't think you have very good carries to ult as Malphite this game.
4: I, th- I saw a couple of people suggesting that, like, the Malphite was there, so, uh, to deal with the Zeri, to, like, cue her when she's building up movement speed. Um, and, like, to make her pea shooter damage from a more shooter. but I don't know if you, what do you think about that? It looked uh, interesting to me, at least, I've never if, seen it. If Malphite gets to
2: cue Zeri, something's gonna okay, happen. Okay, yeah, no, good point.
4: <laughs> good point, yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Bro, you
1: just flashed her, why is this so hard? <laughs> And, and then, then you targeted, have your speed no, hack targeted ability. How are you going to fucking miss it, bro?
4: <laughs> no, mark. And you queue your... her and then flash away. And then you have Which your speed hacks, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then you have your moves to the
2: walls. Yeah, you see, the like block. this is
4: why I'm gold, Mark. Like this is why I know that I'm gold. That's the highest rank. Um. Also, I was going to say, like, I I do also I do agree with you on like the drafting thing. I think I dislike hundred themes right now because um I I value flexibility a lot. So when I do power rankings, I I always put, like c9 at the top because it looks like they're just the most flexible plus jojopian um so yeah I, th- I think that like that flexibility has always been a strength of yours specifically and c9s in general and this is why the regular season looked so weak but i think that kicking in just means that internationally i don't see how 100 thieves will do anything
1: um max you're yeah. now coaching 100 thieves what do you do because listen, we're we're mm-hmm. all we're all about NA strength together. The mm-hmm. rising tide raises all ships. I mean, it is kind of true. Other a, regions,
0: other regions supposedly work together more than NA do. It does, or at least I think there's been a long conversation that maybe LPL and LCK do. So now you can give good advice because you probably I mean, won't face off against them at worlds.
1: Yeah, statistically, uh, what's the chance that you play hundred thieves at worlds? It's love. zero. So yeah, help zero. them out. What would you, what would
2: you do? Um, okay. Well, oh, okay. Well, I don't think I know what the problem is. Um, Like, the, because there's problems under problems. I only see the outcome of the problems. Um, The outcome of the problems is that they're not able to draft very well. But why that's happening, like, I don't have an answer to the question why can't they play Sijuani on either side? I don't have the answer to that. I imagine the answer is something like, Someday and Closer both play it, and they both don't want to play it. Uh, but then when like, uh, when Impact and Inspired play it, or when Fudge and Blabber play it, we can play it to success. Um, so their solution was to ban it on both sides. I think that's bad. Um, so the solution isn't necessarily just to play Sejuani, because that's probably not going to fix it, because they probably tried that. Um, the, the problem probably goes a little bit deeper than that. Uh, and it might not he- even have to do with someday or closer very hard to say if you aren't in the team um, what you should do to fix the problem but I know the things that would have to get fixed uh, that's the things that we can identify what things would have to get fixed someday has to be able to play more matchups uh, Aatrox can't be his go-to champion Aatrox and Renekton uh, can't be like the picks that you must like blind pick uh, because we get to hey, uh,
4: Fiora.
2: In four... well I mean, in 4-5 we get to push him <laughs> to these champion picks um, and after game one we're talking about what well, we have these options to play the same matchups we can ban Fiora to put him in this position where he blind picks like Gwen and we play Jax or he blind picks Or and we pick Gwen where he gets put in these like uh these like forked positions it's it's really hard he, he just needs like more chance that he can blind pick comfortably because I think Fiora was a, a good blind pick but you need more otherwise it can be targeted and then picked around and then and then you're just pushed onto the same picks as before. Uh, we banned Renekton in first phase in game one, so that our four-five bans could push him closer to playing Aatrox, um, and then right Fiora. Uh, and if we were totally aware of this, we can plan around this too. So like the, the problem stacked up. We need more picks in top lane. Um, I I think this is my my speculation is that oh what's that <laughs> my speculation is that Closer can probably play the meta champions, but he's playing. Just specific ones to to play a role player for his team. Like he has to, he, he feels like he might have to be on engage, for example. Uh, again, just, I'm like shooting in the dark a few times because I'm not there with them. Um, uh, their bot lane plays lane phase very aggressively, and sometimes it doesn't work out for them. Again, don't know why, uh, but something that would have to probably get better is is their their bot lane's performance, their bot lane's laning phase, uh, mid lane's laning phase. Uh, Abadage lost a lot of his lanes that he probably shouldn't have lost. Uh, specifically, like a uh, game one against LeBlanc, uh, probably this laning phase. We should have been able to get around this in some way. I think when they played against us in semis, too, there was LeBlanc Ari uh, laning phase that probably shouldn't have been lost that bad. Uh, again, Like, maybe maybe he needs 1v1s with ViGarvey too. Maybe he needs this up to sub to his Patreon account. Um, mm. I'm not sure exactly. Like, <laughs> Is there God, an Azir guide God, in there? God, nice. Yeah, I- I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly of all the solutions here. I just know like, that these are things that would have to be fixed. Somehow,
1: Kipko uh, yeah, also uh, had had a strong opinions on the Azir game one lane phase. Actually, uh, that was mm-hmm. one of the other things we're talking a lot about. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, cool. So now Hundred Thieves is is ready to get out of uh, that group over Gen. G and uh, RNG. We're good.
4: Yeah, I mean Gen. G and RNG. When was the last time they won Worlds? You know, couldn't That's tell good, you. Yeah. yeah, think about that.
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Well, really quickly, Arsh, before you go, um, and I give you your shout-out, because I I see you freaking out on Twitter. Uh, Whenever I was (laughs) commenting on the the misquote thing, it was because I saw that you tagged me and said that I had confirmed that Bjerg and CoreJJ disagree heavily about the game. Uh, I would just request that in the future you say that, like, has heard rumors that this is the case, because... I, don't, oh, okay, I can't yeah, really confirm something unless somebody, like, officially says it to me uh, publicly, oh, okay, I guess yeah, is yeah. the best way to put it. Um, and so it's like, again, this is where I get nervous about things getting, like, repeated or whatever. You know, like, this is a—I'm r- trying—I want to be open with the people that watch my yeah. content and say, like, oh, this is a rumor going around behind the scenes. But whenever it gets written, as confirmed. Normally, I would not worry about your Twitter account. But I think you ended up on the Team Liquid subreddit as like a highly upvoted thread that I can't find now for your like roster rumor stuff that you posted yesterday.
4: I I was literally like, people have suddenly jumped to the conclusion that because I have like 500 followers, I must like know rumors. It's like, dude, I'm looking at GCD and like, Making conclusions. Like, that's all well, you Japanese. did say I'm some of these the are based
0: case. on rumors. I've heard and then I think the thread title are was like rumors, but those, Dignitas those rumors are... In turn based off of things that he's heard Like I think I think it just makes leads people to like people are so voracious for roster rumors behind the scenes that like You putting this out and it's very spicy um,
6: and, I just
4: and to look smart in six months when like half of this comes true like a couple of them are based on rumors, yes, but like they're also rumors that like pretty much everyone has heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, think. And like I'm pretty confident
0: in. Uh, and I, I'm not going to shame you for this because I think everybody should be able to choose for themselves. I think one thing that's kind of bummer for me is when you have teams that haven't even played a single d- game at Worlds yet, and people are starting to talk about them not being on the team next year. Which like every every person who wants to cover off season should do whatever they want. But it's something I've mostly tried to avoid because it just feels so shitty. Uh, like yeah, I heard, like
4: I think I I probably just shouldn't have put rumors in there because people latched onto that, and it it's really more like more analysis and like
0: you GCD should and, you like, should and, like, do ha- whatever you want. It's more just like yeah. it's something I've been thinking about because I have heard a couple of rumors about like Worlds teams, and so. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm actually kind of sad that Worlds Team's rumors are already coming out because it just feels like Because it I said, means it that the teams bad. are
4: already making those considerations behind the scenes. Well, yeah. and I sometimes
0: wonder if, like, the player has heard about it and, like, if the player doesn't know when this stuff starts getting out before they're about to yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, if, like,
4: if I've heard about it, the player's probably heard about it, to be honest.
0: <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Anyway, it's just always but, an yeah. interesting situation. Uh, but yeah, no sh- no shame on you. It's just I just wanted to make sure.
4: Yeah, I mean I got in trouble with a few people for like other things today, so I'm just in a paranoid mood. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
0: No, you're I'm not. You're not in trouble with me. Anyway, thank you so much. Cool. Do you you want to shout anything out?
4: Uh, I have a couple things. So first, uh, check out the Na Men podcast uh, on Spotify. Uh, we had our first episode. It's very cool. If you're an LCS fan, LCS enjoyer, it's very casual for that kind of thing. Second thing is a like a good thing in community, my friend Elaine, um, number one Georgia can stand on Twitter, uh, is doing a like thing for Danny. Um, so it's like, it's on her Twitter, you can just check it out. And it's like a, you know, send Danny messages and his sister is like helping with it. So, you know, some of those messages are gonna get to him under that hashtag. So you can, if you were interested in sending a message to Danny, because he is having a tough time right now, and you know, that'd be a nice thing to do. You can send that message through there.
1: What is the name of this
0: podcast again?
4: Uh, N A Men, like N A Men, the, the uh,
1: like, oh, like like men from N-A-men. North America. No, 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 like men from North America.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what like it N-A-men. sounds like you're saying. The problem is, I'm the only man, so it's it's inaccurate. It's misleading for sure. Okay. But um, <laughs> N-A-men. I will
0: listen. I will commit to listening to the first fifteen minutes of it. Uh,
4: Thank you. I, we have a rioter that uh, confirms that he listened to it. So you know nice that's pretty cool
0: (laughs) i like this stuff i really like community created content and most of the esports teams have decided that they're not going to create any content so i'm i'm happy for the community (laughs) to pitch in uh thank you so much Arsh, for calling in um since you're since you are a dig intern i just want to say on the topic of dig toss
4: uh oh no yeah, no, 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 I'll Just to so wait. Wait, I here, will do it this, while I am nowhere here. near the LCS team. I will I, talk I will to you later. Say... I won't say
0: it here. I'll okay. catch you later. Bye. Okay. okay. We've so got we're... one more caller to go.
5: What's
2: weird? What I next? don't know. The like, chat noticed it too, that it just kind of sounded like me, and then his podcast was an NA man. And my, my count on League in 2020 was NA American. Just, yeah. just, and then the just fact like, that he had the weird, same like,
1: take That you wanted to talk about You fucking ventriloquist It's just a
2: little weird I, I, oh, yeah. sure. I
1: hmm. want to talk about 100 Thieves Next caller I want to talk about 100 Thieves Same voice No camera <laughs> Pre-recorded messages or something You knew what we were going to say in response I don't know how you it's did
2: just it A little strange but I'm I don't know. A lot of prep goes into these shows that.
1: guys
0: Thanks for inviting me It's a little strange <clears throat> um, Alright mark is off okay so after this call max you're going to give your your pokemon breakdown right
1: oh, hell yeah after the last caller this is what we've been saving this is what we should yeah. do in the future travis is we ask such an ingenious question at the start that people just need to hear the answer but then we we don't give get and, it to and i
0: answer. and i i would love it if we started asking ingenious questions at the start mark so that is a good idea that hopefully we'll be able to do in future episodes. well
1: as the one who has to deal with discord you have all the time in the world when you're chatting at the beginning to think of one engaging question
0: fair enough fair enough um mess is it messy? Uh, Messi?
9: You've done this. It's uh it's like Jesse but messy. So, messy, uh,
0: Okay. I it's just MSA. Messi. What do you want to talk about? Or where are you sorry, where are you calling from?
9: Um I'm calling from Lacrosse, Wisconsin.
0: Lacrosse, Wisconsin again. Oh, that's right. Can you um can you turn get a little closer to your mic or or whatever? I've turned you up to two hundred percent.
9: Yep, uh, let me just change my sensitivity a little bit. and then. Yep,
0: maybe just a little louder too. But what would you like to talk about?
9: So my take was that C9 systems are a real advantage and they're a major reason why the org has been so successful. And it was kind of referencing the Reddit post where Jack tweeted systems and then there's a bunch of comments regarding it. Um, majority of the comments were talking about how it's results-based analysis. And then I know Max was asked the question at the conference. Um, and I believe your response was, it's hard to know, like if the systems um, actually have an impact on it or paraphrasing it. Maybe I'm representing your, your answer wrong, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my take. And um, I guess I can start to me, like when I, when I think of C9 systems, I don't think of it as like the structure of the day completely. I think of it as um, the workplace environment. I think of it as um, the like freedom that the management and coaches have from Jack. And um, like the, obviously every LCS player is gonna deal with stress because of their job, but um, more or less the less stressful position they're put in because of the, Expectations Jack has, at least that's what it's given off through player interviews and, you know, players that have come from previous teams and have explained, you know, this, the atmosphere is just different at C9 because of things like that. And it feels that way when you listen to their content. Um, And so when I, when I think of C9 systems, again, I don't think of like, it's the daily structure. You go to a meeting at this time, you go to work out at this time You do this at this time. Although I think all those have benefits, they teach young people, um, responsibility and accountability, which help them. Um, I think it also goes beyond the actual daily structure, the again the, the things that are hard to quantify.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So here's my take on the systems thing. I feel like it was just a throwaway word that they used to keep things vague in that uh video. And then it became a giant fucking meme and now everybody actually somehow has turned it away from being a meme into a thing where they actually think this is like some crazy cloud nine system infrastructure thing that they've built. And so now it's created a really weird situation for people like Max who have to somehow come up with the idea that there is like these crazy systems that C9 has built because they decided to use this one single word in a video and it became a meme. Um, so I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm curious, Max, if there, you will there, admit it if it's true.
1: There's a funny like alternate reality where Jack said, we have our own philosophies. And then suddenly philosophy is Whoa. the joke. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah exactly. Know, like, it's like, you know, it's all about yeah. the
0: philosophies <laughs> that they have and the way that they've approached this. Yeah, no, I exactly, Mark. That's a perfect example of what I'm thinking of, right? Like, I just feel like it was a random word given like a uh, 0.2 seconds of thought before it was said. And now it's become this like thing that this system, the, the org has to somehow justify as a concept.
4: Yeah,
2: I watched yeah, the for my entire I, day.
5: Sorry, What's that? You,
9: know, you want sure to add to it?
2: Going.
9: Yeah. So to me, like, that's why I try to explain, like, I'm not looking at I, I completely agree with you, Travis. Like you could have used any word. That's why I think the word's interchangeable. It could be culture. It could be um, philosophy. It could be anything, I think like the idea behind it isn't again, a actual system or structure, which plays a part of it. That's a, that's like a piece of the pie, but you could interchange that with culture. A lot of like, I'm an older fan, I'm 30. So I watch a ton of traditional sports and every, like almost every traditional coach comes in saying, we're implementing a new culture. And, and those things have like actual impacts on the team and how the players, you know, perform. So I don't want to, I don't want this to be taken away from the players because obviously it's up to them on on the day of the games. They are the ones who have to perform, and I think uh, Zazel even mentioned that like it's out of their hands when the games start. So and it's not taking away from Max you either and, and the impact you guys had. I'm just saying like it's Yeah,
1: yeah, we, other, or, we get it. Let's oh, let's right. let's get to Max's response. We're at nine o'clock now. Max, what do you
2: think? Oh my God, it's nine o'clock. Um, um, I don't think the... The systems is like it's it's a vague thing and people have filled a bunch of ideas into it of like what they think it is. I walked you guys through my entire day. There's just like meetings about what we're gonna do in that day. Um, so I guess you could say like the systems are that we have a lot of meetings. I think. Um, that every company say, has
0: systems that
2: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you.
0: I was saying every company that has systems, right? Like meetings yes, are yes, not, yes.
2: Yeah. Everyone's gonna have meetings. I think Cloud9 has the best managers. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Fucking Johnny Pulati, David Hahn, and Jonathan Tran and shit are just the best fucking managers in the LCS. Uh, so if you're going to say that there's, like, a system um, that's helping, like, Cloud9 succeed, uh, it's that our managers make sure we do everything right, that we're not late to anything. Um, yeah, uh, they, they keep us together. Um, and the moment they leave, we're, we're lost. And we don't know how to fend for ourselves without our managers. Uh, so that's a system Max, that I think the Cloud9 does have, yeah
1: Max, we just talked about how you're woefully underpaid for your position and you just admitted <laughs> that you're not really anything special and it's your team manager <laughs> sir
2: um, I do my best you know. I, 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 but I gotta, I gotta I gotta shout out the managers of Cloud9 for putting in the effort uh, I I think I do alright but I don't like to take credit for too much um, around here Maybe that's why, I, maybe that's why Mark I'm woefully underpaid. The 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 sixth to the tenth. Uh, God, this is not even a thing. where people go
0: on Twitter and read it and say Travis says that Max Waldo is woefully underpaid oh, because oh, of oh, what oh, oh, you oh, have done.
2: Boom oh, oh, boom. Travis said it. Travis confirmed. Oh, it. Travis <sighs> bomb. <Ball.
1: laughs> Travis bomb. Oh shit. Uh. So I mean, you've been there for a year now. So a little over a year, right? So you you can have some level of insight into overarching stuff like is it just the team managers it does jack have any say in it uh because on the lcs broadcast we had talked about how uh you know c9 has made a finals every single year of lcs uh, which is pretty impressive so like do you think there's any truth beyond the the team managers whether you call it whatever term you want to call it but like um or do you think it's like is it jack specifically i don't want you to say like no jack doesn't matter but like uh exactly is it what have you seen over the years maybe beyond just like individual people helping out
2: beyond like individual people well um, you name
1: the managers right and like I'm, I'm sure they're great at their job but is there is there a bigger thing at all
2: at play oh like a systems where it's like we, we have this like methodology of making every decision yeah um, yeah yeah no, we're actually trying to do that more because we think that's a good idea to have like some sort of like very specific methodology about like like making like how you make decisions. I mean, it does exist to a certain extent, but it's not like super explicit. It probably should be. Uh, we probably should have like a clear, defined set of rules for like how we make every single choice. But um, I, at least, at least in like a lot of decisions that uh, that I'm making in just like meetings that we have, it's like oh. I definitely have an internal set of like rules and checks that I'm going through for like making these these choices. I'm sure all the managers do, I'm sure all the coaches do. We' didn't like write it up on the wall or something. We're talking about <laughs> me no uh, at Waldo some point in time
1: there's no guiding principles at cloud nine Max they're just winging it you guys it. Max was
2: standing.
0: standing behind the players during a draft and he looked out in the LCS studio and saw somebody with the systems with the nine thing yeah. as like a sign. And he's just like, you know, that is a good idea. We should, we should <laughs> have some of those. We One of them said,
2: ban- it
1: better. said Ban like you mean, he's like, "Hmm,
2: <laughs> maybe I will this game. Ban seraphine. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is, ban- Oh, we it's- should say that.
1: It's
0: uh,
2: no, no, nothing like this.
0: It's so fucking funny to just see the, like, the path of this right like it was in a video people were looking for literally any single word to latch on to to just scream at jack and they they use this word and now it's become this thing where you guys are getting asked about it in press conferences and we're getting callers and it's just like it's so fucking i just don't i i i really think you're probably a great coach max I, I expect that you do things very similarly to many other coaches at the LCS and the broader esports ecosystem. And like, so does C9. And so it's just, it's very funny what this has become. You know, I think,
2: I, we, think... I think we do a fantastic job. I'm not day, saying you do a
0: side. bad job. I'm saying you probably do. You probably are not coaching and running. And this team is not getting run in a radically different way than every other organization out there. You know,
2: it's not, you think it's like similar.
0: I think it's probably similar. Yes, I think I think yeah. uh, we haven't gotten to the point yet where LCS teams and the broader LL esports teams are all like rat- doing things radically different and have radically different uh, systems and philosophies. You know?
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think you go to a different organization. You just see like totally different like. Yeah, I think it's like, I think there's marginal differences, but yeah, I think you're gonna see a lot of similar stuff. Yeah. And there's not, like, there's not a super well-defined way of making, like, decisions. Like, you're not going to read, like, this, like, flowchart of, like, if this, then this all the way down and have a rhythm on the wall for everybody to agree on. Uh, like, every individual is having these, like, ideas in their head about, like, how to make the best decision, what parts of, what, like, parts of this idea are, like, valuable, how do I make a better choice, how to make a better decision, but... We should do a much better job of making it like explicit to everybody, and, like getting those agreements from each
1: other. I think uh, yeah, that's good. It's funny you say that because like most companies, like a big company, you go to it and they have like mm-hmm. their pillars, you know, and they'll have like a couple of, like short, punctual players first. If yeah. you're right, you know, like you have these like things, and mm-hmm. it's just funny to hear the systems aren't real. We don't have a gri- a guiding like north star as you sometimes call it as like yeah. your thing, you know. You just we're winging it.
2: See, it happens. It's like it happens in practice, but it's just not like written on the wall or well, anything. Well, yeah, cool. and to be and clear,
0: I, that's how that's how a lot of stuff are like. Sometimes no, these I, things are just bullshit, right? At companies, yeah, just, ab-
1: absolutely, and especially yeah. on small teams, you don't fucking need it because you guys are already aligned because like you're working there, or like you know, people have enough individual freedom or control that like their thoughts are the philosophy. Like Steve clearly had his roster building philosophy for the last since he got franchised you know throw money at it that was his philosophy mm-hmm. more or less <laughs> if you mm-hmm. have money throw it at the problem um you know like i think people have had different they i think there is more whether it's influenced by money or not there are seeming to be different philosophies in the lcs i would i would assume either different they're just defined by uh, the groups
0: of people that are there right like for a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. c9 was like the friend group like back in the day and like it was sort mm-hmm. of based off of everybody working together, and you had high doing the, all the stuff. Like, it's just, it's, and it's, uh, as to your point, Mark, it's like so hard to actually have like a system in a small team where like you make one roster change and that's 20% of the team that's changed. And it's now, nice. like, obviously chemistry is going to be different. You know, it's, it's just, it's like, weird.
1: what was the guiding principle behind that? Uh, it wasn't working. The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. What yeah. was the guiding principle?
0: That guy was toxic as fuck and we don't he, want to play with him
1: anymore. Yeah. Uh he <laughs> couldn't play half the meta matchups.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's simple stuff like that. No one's out here writing the Bible on right, like yeah. ten commandments for team building. I, I I haven't seen these things and I don't yeah. think they're out there right now in the
0: collections. Messi, I'm so sorry. I feel like we've just uh, utterly destroyed your take. Um unintentionally, <laughs> but uh hopefully that's okay. Are you doing all right?
9: yeah yeah i think it i think i tried to at the beginning of the call explain like when i when i think of systems i don't think of it as a structure like that like the meeting i I think of it more as a culture so that's why i guess my follow-up question to max if i can ask one is max do you think uh c9's like culture from management and top down because you would imagine it comes from jack to his well i think he was saying
0: this with the the managers right he was saying that they've got really good managers
9: Right, oh, yeah. but do, you, yeah. do you think that those managers are as, and this is not taken away from them, but are as good as they are because of um, the way that they interact with Jack and the way like, say Jack interacts with them and then also how they interact with you allows you to feel comfortable to do your job to the best of your ability whereas if you were in a different culture where maybe you were more stressed, you were had more worries that you would possibly make decisions differently because of you know, again, those stresses that may be coming from top
2: down. Mm-hmm. Uh Like sure, but I don't know what Cloud Nine is doing specifically different than other teams to just like reduce stress overall. Is there like some de-stress like pill that like is just being handed out? Like Gas what is in the air? Different? It's in the UCD,
1: yeah,
0: yeah.
9: Right, right, it's and that's why I said I think everyone, every, everyone in the in the league gets stressed. You can't reduce it. I, I think to to a significant level. But from the perception from the outside, and again, obviously, you, you know more than anyone else. It seems like the the culture that Jack has created, which led him to hire the people that are in management, which leads them to interact with you and the players the way that they do, is a, a like a system. It's not a checkbox, you know. Like you guys are describing a system. It's more of a culture that he's created that allows the people below him to feel like they can work to the best of their ability. Messi, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, same stressors.
0: Thank you for the call. Is there anything that you want to shout out before uh, we start to say goodbye?
2: Oh, Travis has yeah. cut the cord. <laughs> We're playing them out.
7: It yeah, sounds like you uh... want to have
2: an interview with Jack. It sounds like you should DM Jack and talk to him about the systems. Uh, I'm just here to tell you that I just have some like some simple like principles for how I should interact. So it's like I try to be friends with everybody that I like work with every day. I try to be nice to them. Um, Trying to That's say mean up. things. Uh, so I, I guess like that's a way that you can reduce stress is like um, be nice to people, don't harshly criticize people, uh, and like try to stay solution focused. Uh, maybe that's a system, I'm not sure.
0: Messi, Perfect. thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
2: Yeah,
9: uh, your guys' content, I like listening to it while I work. It makes the workday go by quick. And then uh, just the C9 squad, um, Jack and everyone all from the coaches to the players, um, yeah that's it thank you very
0: much good. thank you for the call and we'll catch you next time
9: alright Max two things before we can let you
1: go number one give yourself credit for one good thing you did this year I want to hear one specific thing where you're like oh I nailed that dude I had this one time I still hang my hat on it I got my team first blood from some scouting I did I was like they always do this shit LMQ always does this and I got us first blood and I was like that was me you know you're like waiting what's for something- Max
0: to come out and say I through a series of complicated maneuvers, I got LS removed, took his job, and uh, crowned <laughs> myself head coach and lifted a trophy at the end of the year.
2: Um, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something that I'll take credit for. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. There's just. Uh, I'm. I just. Execute on good ideas. Let me think of a an idea that is all my own that I can actually say is all my own.
1: because yeah, uh,
0: the players I, I, seem to take credit for a lot of the things that you do. So I, I
1: would assume you had something. something. Yeah. This is a little concerning that you don't instantly have like, oh, I did this pretty good this one time.
2: I just give credit out a lot, so it's like, yeah, there's like stuff that we did really well. So like we have like scouting reports that we did on like EG and hundred uh, and the uh, and like CLG for example that I thought were really good. But I can't just take credit for the whole thing. Uh, it's it's just not that simple. Um, uh, it's really was hard. Player is
1: gonna get in a fistfight, and you defused it. Do you have did a you, good uh, draft
2: at some point in time? There weren't many like
1: big fights you, or arguments. Did uh, you like I, get them some coffee in the morning, and you didn't spill it on the way?
2: Okay, I still can't take full credit for this, but what I'll go with is that uh, I think like the tone of our conversations uh, was very heavily solutions focused, uh, very principle based. Uh, And I think that's because I kept trying to direct the conversation towards um, how can we make better decisions in the future um, and keeping it about the problem instead of, like, um, problems with, like, people. Uh, That it's not, like, somebody's fault. It's something that we have to, like, do better or, like, solve together. Um, It's going to be a a culture of, like, uh, teamwork and solutions instead of, uh, right, every person for themselves, you know, me, something along those lines. Okay, cool. Accepted?
1: Now number two is Pokemon cards. Let's do it. Or Pokemon with the okay.
2: What? Yeah,
0: re-ask re, re the question, Mark, because people might have missed the beginning of the show.
1: We asked Max what he did for fun, and basically the only answer he, he could give was Pokemon. And so I asked him to describe mm-hmm. each of his players as a Pokemon. Which one are they?
2: A day is like 12 hours of work, and then it's like, oh, I can play Pokemon if I want now. Um, so <laughs> I looked through it. They, they, it's only Gen 1. So I was looking through, like, through this whole show. I barely paid attention. The whole time I was looking at Pokemon. Uh, so, uh, I guess it was just, like, resemblance or, like, reminding me of. So, I'm, like, uh, getting like, Pokemon that remind me of players or Pokemon that, like, resemble players is what I went with. Um, Fudge, Golem. Um, Blabber, Crabby. Boom. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a good one. Uh, I like I went Krabby and not Kingler, either. You went the... Yeah, Krabby. The <laughs> um,
2: Jensen, I was looking at, like, Abra and Kadabra. Um... But I went with the one, like, Abra looks more tired. Um, Abra. Um, <laughs> uh, Berserker, I had Squirtle, Jolteon, and Psyduck. I'm going with Psyduck for Berserker. Um,
1: uh, why Psyduck? No, I
0: Psyduck, Squirtle,
2: it. or Jolteon. Um, Psyduck he's already, tired or, in the morning.
0: Yeah, he already seems really really tired a lot of it sometimes, you know. Yeah.
2: Um, and I was having a hard time for Zven. so, uh, I was just looking for something like, uh, like, um, uh, Two, uh, two arms, two legs cuz like a lot of pokemon aren't actually like like humanoid. Uh, so for Sven, it was like it was changing between like Hitmon Chan, Machamp, and eventually I went with Hitmonlee. Lee. Uh, Sven has really long legs. So. That's good. Okay.
0: I like it. I'll do you guys have any improvements
2: or optimizations? They'll probably hear
0: this. You could do you could do a snorlax for berserker if it's really just him being tired. Ooh, snorlax.
2: Okay. Writing yeah. it down. Okay. Yeah.
1: Golem for fudge. Yeah, I I, yeah. I kinda get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flabber Krabby is 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 a really good one. It's That's perfect, one. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah. That one's perfect. Uh yeah. I Is Ven is Machoke? Yeah, I went through that whole line. I wrote down I wrote Sven down Machop, deleted it. Uh, I wrote down Meowth for Blabber too. Uh, But I went with crap. What about sludge for fudge?
1: Kangaskhan for fudge is good. What about sludge
0: for fudge? (laughs) Because fudge is kind of toxic publicly, right?
1: Oh, that's another good one, too. Sludge. C9 sludge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so (laughs) close, (laughs) right? It's so close. Um, Are any of them Ekans? Do you have a snake on your team who's like secretly toxic, but like isn't always like forthright with it? Because fudge is, is like outwardly toxic.
2: Mm hmm. I mean, like, Jensen's been toxic in the past, but he's, like, super reformed. You can make him Ekans
1: or okay.
0: Uh Chad is asking if Hotline League is over, which probably means this conversation should be over. Um, Mark, <laughs> what do you want to shout out here at the end of the show?
1: Uh, shout out uh, Grubhub, I guess, for not ruining my night, unlike other delivery services.
0: We got to work on your sponsor uh, promotion. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else that you're doing this week, Mark? Blame game? Okay. I just didn't know if there was anything you wanted to promote. Like, I don't know if you're going to be streaming more, or if you're going to be. No, um, I have
1: to. So there's two weeks until play I got to watch VODs of these teams. that are going to get 0 sixth and go home.
0: Don't talk about EG that way. Max. <laughs>
2: I, I have some shout-outs to do.
0: Yes. Uh, well, I was going to ask you for your shout-outs, so go for it.
2: Yeah, shout-out to uh, to Cloud9. Going to be streaming tomorrow at noon. Um, we're going to be doing King of the Cloud, which I assume is some 1v1s. You can tune in to watch me play orn only in those 1v1s if I'm given the choice to. Um, shout out to my mom and shit, um, <laughs> watching all the interviews I do, texting me pictures of it.
1: Uh, yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, I Yeah, no, Kobe's, I think, going to be doing that too. I saw him tweet about it, so that seems like a, a cool event. Raz will be
1: something. there, I think.
0: It's interesting that Mark and I won't be, but I guess we just didn't get invited. Okay. Uh, for me, stick around because I've got a couple things. One, I'm going to bribe you guys to stick around to watch the second episode of Rings of Power with me on stream because I've got um, a Twitch bounty for it. But I'm going to also show you guys the first of two surprise tests that I did with the casters. Um, so that'll be coming hitting the channel uh, probably the same day as this VOD for the show, so tomorrow. But... I will show it on stream if everybody who watches it promises me that they will stick around and leave the stream on for Rings of Power um, as I watch it on stream. Uh, but that's going on. I did a whole bunch of really cool content coming out from this uh, past event. Um, I got surprise tests with people like Tyler1 and Cutie Cinderella and Hanser, who are all equally famous. And uh, yeah, make sure to stick around. Thank you so much, Max. Congratulations on the win. Uh, It was awesome for you guys to fulfill my prophecy. Uh, So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, stick around. But thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cool. Thank you.